0: So we'll get right to it. The time, probably right after sundown. The place is Orlando, Florida. The date is March 6th. The pay-per-view is called Revolution. Which leaves us with the match. And I think Piper in Portland, Piper in Portland. Max, you wanna be tethered to Piper so bad, you're gonna have to be tethered to me. And two days removed from the hallmark holiday, Valentine's Day. I'm left without a valentine. And it's very poetic that I get to ask you the question, Max. Piper had his, now I have mine. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, will you be my valentine? And I know Max is backstage right now, pissing his pants, because nobody wants to be in a dog collar match. Sometimes they take years off your life. I promise you they take years off your career, but that's the goal. That's the lesson you need to be taught, Max. So which is it? Does Brian Danielson want to be my partner because of what we could create? Or because he doesn't want to get destroyed? Let's find out. I'll leave it up to you, Brian. I'm not saying yes, but I'm not saying no. I'll leave it up to you. Brian, I am not that young kid from a decade ago and seeing as how, for all intents and purposes, we are meeting each other for the very first time here in AEW in 2022, I'll tell you this. I don't stand side-by-side side with nobody till I bleed with them first. Wow. I can feel that one, man.
1: The Top of Wrestling with your host, ogm
2: good shit. late to every episode late so much i'm gonna have to buy you a pregnancy test bob rude
1: <laughs> i want to be a podcaster yay His name name get... kenta
2: i'm gonna call him kenta dynamite
1: drop in Monty. that broadcasting school is really paying off for you
2: you're so high you don't even know it oh i'm a boy you ready for a scotch ad
1: we don't know anything about him the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses <laughs> That's flare! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit,
1: enjoy my wife. <laughs>
2: That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! With I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist <laughs> me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games!
1: Let a war! War
2: games! are impressions I have, yeah I know that's the only thing I've said in the last half hour bark like a dog
0: <laughs> oh 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 jinx! holy shit
1: how did that actually happen here we go ahoy my boy and good wrestling day to you the top of wrestling is here I don't know why I opened with Ahoy Maboy, maybe it's because it's our awesome intro that it includes that, but I had to run with it. Welcome back, because it's Wednesday, you know what that means. The Top of Wrestling is here to bring you a lot of good stuff this week. We got good shit from Nightwing, we got news from WWE, AEW, we're gonna bring something to the table, we got our movie of the week, we got some news, and of course, we have the most important thing to this show. ODM! Cheese! <laughs>
2: Didn't we lock you in a dumpster once? I got out.
1: Uh, that's a little throwback. I like that. We haven't done that in a bit. How much cheese is too much cheese to eat before a date? <laughs> Any amount of cheese. Uh, hey, if you guys are listening to this show right now on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook especially, Twitter or Instagram, well, that one too, make sure that you guys are sharing this episode because, or the post, anything you want, any one of our posts, we are just six Episodes Six weeks away from our 100th episode here at the Top of Wrestling. And you know that we are doing our giveaway. And you're going to get our brand new shirt. Hope you guys are an extra medium. This is going to be kind of fun this week to go over. We had a couple of pay-per-views in one day. I haven't had that in a while. That was kind of nice. You had... The Elimination Chamber, nice and early in the day, like it was a college basketball uh, game, which probably about as equal to when it comes to uh, <laughs> the equivalence of what they brought to the table. Uh, but then we also had Impact's No Surrender later in the night. So we'll, we'll get to all of that. First, I got to say, hey, the sun can shine on a dog's ass every now and then. Uh, the Horseman. Has taken the lead in our fantasy league, but the Rumble and Elimination Chamber, by nine points only? Oh, then you'll have him back by the end of AEW Dark. Never mind. I'm not worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) Now look, man. Are they listening to the show? Are they not? We don't know. Maybe they are and they're keeping silent. Maybe that's why there's been a lot of radio silence. We're shutting them up on our end over here. However, look, man. At the end of it, if you're in second, for whatever reason, I say we pull the, we've been a stable all along. We do the biggest swerve. There is nowhere in the rules that says we cannot combine our points. (laughs) Nowhere in the rules. They keep changing the rules over and over and over throughout this program. You change the rules, we change the question. Boom. 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 Hey, man, two Hall of Fames. Two Hall of Fame announcements just in the last couple of days. Undertaker is set for WrestleMania weekend in Texas. Fitting. Perfectly fitting. It's where he's from. I like it. Um, and last week, I I actually said the exact name. I go, eh, I don't know if it'll end up being it. Maybe they'll go with like Delirious or something. Nope. They went with CM Punk. So you got Briscoe's, Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, and CM Punk that are your inaugural class for Ring of Honor. It's maybe one of my favorite uh, Hall, of F- uh, Hall of Fames of all time, just how they're building it right now with your your first Elite stars. Well done. Only one more person I would really put in there, but he's he was only there just too recent. But Jay Lethal, man, he carried that company for a long time. I think he would be very fitting for that. Um you watched Elimination Chamber, right? I think we both decided, screw yeah, was it, we'll, in we'll and put out it on. It. Did you see the video package for The Undertaker?
2: I actually saw it the day or two before on Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, loved it. And I love that they didn't, first of all, I love it because they didn't play the Limp Biscuit, rolling, which was awesome. They went, But, but they, they
1: actually played Kid <clears throat> Rock's American Badass, like actually well, they played, used the song for a well, moment.
2: Yeah, because American Badass uses "Sad but True" as its background, so they started with Metallica's "Sad but True" and perfectly transitioned into that while they were transitioning him on screen to the American Badass. Uh, Great package. Um, You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go long winded here because I know you will for Punk. You know, it's funny because this is fitting because you're a huge CM Punk Mark and I'm a huge Undertaker Mark. So, like, this is, like, Kismet right here. This is this is perfect. It's not a surprise. Uh, what I'm curious about is who's going to induct him. It'll probably be Kane. It might be Shawn Michaels.
1: Well, Kane was inducted last year, right? I think so. I believe he was, because Undertaker was the one that delivered the news to him. I remember that he's the one that uh, delivered the news via, like, The Bump or whatever stupid shit that is. <laughs> I've seen some, I've seen someone be like Ted DiBiase because he was the one that introduced him in Survivor Series. I thought that was kind of cool.
2: Bruce Pritchard. Um
1: Bruce Pritchard. Th- th- yeah, exactly. Because of uh, brother love, um, man. I oh damn, I, the gobbledygooker time. I really, oh my god, if there was ever a time <laughs> I really wish it would be um, that Paul Bear was around. Man, like oh god, but. Mm-hmm the the one person who won't cuz he does never he never wants credit at the Hall of Fame would be Vince and he didn't yep. said everything he needed to at that Survivor Series last year so i think that that's it for who's going to induct him man it's really a toss up but if i had to say he would choose anybody Mick Foley maybe yeah. like just a, one of his greatest rivals in WWE for I mean, many years, and it's kind of the only person I could think of. I mean, you could go Stone Cold, you could go Rock, you could go Triple H, you could go Michaels. There's a lot yeah. of ways you could really go with it because of all the guys that he worked with, and... Um I don't know. I'm really, I'm, I'm curious who it's going to be. That's, uh, and before you go on with the Undertaker thing, I have two quick things I want to toss in there about this. One, thankfully someone, I know that you're not necessarily a Kid Rock fan, but thankfully someone finally put those two songs together. I've been waiting forever for someone to do that. Like, I like both those songs and I'm like, duh. Uh, but I know that you're a major, uh, I wouldn't even call it a, a, a you're an an Undertaker, Mark. You're a major Undertaker fan. I had a major appreciation after watching the, uh, the the video package. Because everything they showed, I've seen, man, live. Probably, I would say 95% of it was live in my life. Everything that they showed. And I was like, huh. You know, I wasn't there. <clears throat> at the beginning of Hulkamania. I wasn't there at the beginning of certain rises of people. I saw the very beginning and the very end of what is, what they kept saying in that video package, arguably the greatest wrestler to ever be in WWE ever. Like the the greatest character, person, persona ever in that company. And I'm like, I feel privileged as shit that I got to watch all of that along the way. I never really had that much of appreciation maybe because i'm like i hated the last couple of years when he would come back just do one match and it was just right eh, you know but then when they were showing everything i was like yo this dude ruled the entire company for years god i needed that good video package and um so yeah please go on with
2: what you were saying yeah just to carry off that you know and this thing you know you've got you know these guys that are like 11 time world champ i think he was what six maybe seven he didn't need the title it's-
1: Six at best, I would say.
2: Yeah, he didn't need the title. He never held the IC title because he didn't need it. I mean, he he Uh, came in.
1: He never carried the U.S. title. The only lower card title that he ever held was the Hardcore Championship.
2: Oh, that's right. And that was
1: just to solidify how much of an asshole he was going to be when he became (laughs) Big Evil. And he needed that. You know what I mean? He needed that little extra push, and it was great for him to do Hardcore Matches. Other than that, nah, man. World Championship caliber, but never needed the title. And was tag champs with rivals, usually. Right.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, Brothers of Destruction. Or too, Kane, but, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, man. He just... Yeah, you didn't need to put it on him. You gotta figure he beat Hogan a year after he debuted. Granted, it was shady, and it was with assistance, but and he lost the title back to him a week later, but the fact was, they were willing wrestling. to put it... Yeah, they, want, they were... They put him in that position for a reason, and everything just took off from there. He really was an that example. That reminds me,
1: shit, Ch- Kane came, uh, came in in October of '97, mm-hmm. June of '98. They put the strap on him for one night. Whether or not you be like, oh, well, he didn't get his run, blah blah. He went down in history as the WWF champion in an era that it really mattered too on pay per views and everything when you're facing WCW. So. No matter what, even when Taker got that title for one night, Survivor Series, he only had four pay-per-views at that time. You really had to put some trust into him. I mean, Tuesday in Texas, I don't even know what the buy rate was, but I'm sure it wasn't a a Survivor Series quality. So it was, I think it was, uh, what do you want to say? Not writing on the wall as early as then, but I guess whatever it is, like they they were going to put a rocket in his ass as long as he stayed there forever, and he did. He stayed true never left the company. Could have and didn't.
2: Yep, absolutely. And, you know, being able to see him in WCW prior to that was just cool as part of the skyscraper. So, yeah, man, you're right. It was a privilege to watch that. Um, So, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm I'm marking out over all the video packages and all the tributes online. Uh, Honestly, you know, it's just cool to see somebody like that who's not only good in the ring, uh, you know, cemented as a memorable I hate to use the word character, but, you know, persona, uh, uh, you know, being a leader in the locker room, uh, loyal, um, yeah, man, just a super cool dude. Seems like, uh, excited, very excited,
1: dude. I just, I just thought of the, all right, look at man, this is the production side of me. I just thought of one of the coolest things ever. I was sitting here thinking while you were talking, I'm like, what's he going to wear? Is he going to be in a tuxedo hairs? Like <clears throat> in a, in like, a. Kind of like a, the uh, what he looked like pretty much at uh, against AJ Styles in the yep. last match, right? Only in a tux, and I was like, hmm. And I go, would he come out dressed as the Dead Man, hair and everything? And I just had this no. thought: usually, you have the druids carry someone, right? But what if you had actual wrestlers, guys that he has been with all of his life, right? They're pallbearers and they carry him out in a casket, and he pops up out of the casket and then gives a speech and shit. I don't even know who's gonna, you know, induct him. But I'm just saying, I think having all those guys as pallbearers and bringing them to the ring in the cat or to the place with the casket could be cool.
2: I think uh, you're gonna be adding something to your things that we've called this year list because that's pretty badass. I could see them doing that too.
1: Ah, uh, but you, ha- but you can't have it, druids. I don't want it to be druids. Yeah, I want it no. to mean something that kind of like if I if I was dying right now, these are the guys I would have carry my casket. I'm just saying it'd be kinda cool. Problem is some of them are also over in like AEW, so you can't bring over like Big Show or Mark Henry if you wanted to, but him, oh my God, his crew, holy shit, man. Godfather, uh yeah. Godwins. Oh, that's cool. All right. Woohoo. Tell me I just thought of something good. All right. That was, um, that yeah, was very with CM good. Punk, there's a billion things I we could really say about CM Punk that but it's everything I've already said a million times here. Um, just, it it makes sense that he is a part of the list to be joining the first ever class for, for Ring of Honor in their, uh, Hall of Fame. I'm excited. I think, I, I think this is where they're going to cap it off. And if I'm not mistaken, they are going to be going in during Supercard of Honor weekend. Um, when, Ring of Honor is getting back in the swing of things. Which, speaking of, Bandito never lost his championship. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Gresham is your Ring of Honor champion. They're going to have a winner-takes-all champion versus champion match at uh, Supercard of Honor. That is the only match that has been announced so far, as well as the Briscoes will be defending the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships against question marks. Because they want, for the first time ever, they're going to let fans just vote and put in as many ideas and matches and stuff as, as possible. And if they can make it happen, they're going to make it happen. They're going to let fans put all this together, they said. Now, I'm always skeptical of that. It's kind of like uh, the first ever Taboo Tuesday. I'm like, so really, if I'm, if we all vote for this, this person's really going to get in? And I didn't uh, obviously call in because I was, I was well in my 20s. I understood life at that point in wrestling. but I was like, let's say I did really call and do all these. I think like 90% of them were a hundred percent what I would have chosen too. And I was like, but did they just lean to that to make you feel that you did that way? Or did they actually take the votes? I feel like ring of honor may really try to really push into the votes. They want it to be a fan favorite thing. I just don't know where they're going with things. They said that, you know, it's the end of an era and then they're coming back, but they're also coming back with your hall of fame class. I feel like something's going to be going on with them and AEW because maybe not AEW, but maybe another company, Cody. I don't know, man.
2: Okay. Okay. We're going to jump ahead to the end of the news. You just got my brain going. You just got my brain going. You're welcome. <clears throat>
1: so I thought I saw smoke.
2: Cody. <laughs> I thought I heard the smoke detector going off. After the whole Cody thing broke, Matt Cardona says tweets. Man, you didn't have to leave where you were working just to get a shot at my title, Jesus. Okay, that's NWA, but Tony Khan's. Teasing. I think he's just.
1: I think he's just. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I misconfl- shit into the fire to make people think. Sure.
2: I can confl- I, con- I misconflated things there for a second. Tony Khan says he has a big announcement coming up. Hmm. What if Ring of Honor becomes a rival faction?
1: Okay, so you do have Honor No More. They survived and can stay in impact. That's part of our news as well. And another part of our news has to do with the, uh, I lost their name in my head, the write-your-own-passage, I don't know, EC3 and his crew. Man, what if they uh, are all coming together? Thank you. Um, All of them all come together with Ring of Honor and Cody as one, and it's a rival thing. Something I sent to you. So you and I, um, if you all caught our hint, hint, whatever. But you and I, we made sure to talk about Cody before releasing the episode. But let me ask you a question, man. Um, when What I sent you last week, do you now agree? I sent you a, a text and it was saying that, you know, right before Cody left... He said he's ready to do stuff. He said in an interview he's ready to. He wants to do something that hasn't been done in pro wrestling in a very very long time. Okay. Yep, that smells like a work. All right, already good call. Um, Brandy didn't the, the reports as the weekend were going on. Cody's going to be showing up at Elimination Chamber. Well, that didn't even happen. But then there was also reports, Brandy's not going to WWE. It's just Cody, if anything. And so now the reports are mixed match, up and down. Um, so do you agree with what I sent you? That, that, that him saying in that, plus all of his last promo that he just did right before the ladder match, right? He was talking about all the whole thing about... The back end and how all him and his friends came together and how he is, um, people want him to be heel. He was revealing a lot. How can this not be a work? Do you think it is, or do you still think he's going to WWE?
2: I I really don't even have an opinion either way on either of those things. What I think he's doing is he's trying to get attention, and he's doing a goddamn good job of it. Um, He's he was teasing on Instagram either yesterday or today that. He he was hinting at retirement. So he leaves because he's All he right, didn't dude. Come on.
1: To, you can do a lot of things if you want to fuck with us, but don't go for your fourth fake retirement. All right. You're not right. the Rolling Stones. So
2: so who the fuck knows what's going on? Honestly, man, I'm kind of sticking by my original thing, which is I think he is leaving AEW because I think that he is pissed that he's not getting to book himself the way that he wants to be booked. He's not getting paid what the top guys are. He's out of, he's irrelevant. Now that punk and Danielson are there, Brandy's not going to get a push dude. Look at the last promo that she did where she hit, she got the cheap heat and Lambert just cut her to shreds verbally. And she just stood there and took it and then slapped him. It it was horrible. The reality TV series isn't coming back for a second season. I just think he is that egotistical. That he's like, F it. I'm either going to take a shot at Hollywood, I'll see if I can get a big contract at WWE, or somewhere else. I honestly, I don't think this is a work, and I don't think it's a slam dunk that he's going to WWE. Mm -hmm. I think he is good at getting attention on himself, whether he's staying or leaving, and he's done a goddamn good job of that so far.
1: It's funny because I texted you when I sent that thing, and you go, I still think he might show up in WWE. And I go, if he does, do you have any idea how many times I said, Ray ain't coming home?
2: (laughs) All those wasted Ray ain't coming homes.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. But it's funny because my favorite analysis, Booker T, Um. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. He's starting to ruin me watching Monday Night Wars. I just need to tell you that because now I'm like, oh, nice kickbooker. You know who could do it better? Everybody else. Anyway, um, he wrote or he he ended up doing an interview or not an interview. I think it's on his own show. But he said uh, he thinks Cody coming back is just what it is. He left his stardust. And when he comes back, it'll be a nice pop, but it's going to fizzle out pretty quick. A yeah, way to diminish every little thing that anybody else can do from anywhere else. But don't worry. He had to talk about someone else as well. He said that Keith Lee, in his match against, was Isaiah Cassidy. Did too much stuff as a big guy, too much high flying kind of stuff, and he needs to cut that stuff out of his arsenal. Okay. Would you have said that to Vader? Uh-huh. Would you have said that to bam, Rikishi? Bam. bam Bam. Like, the guys that could go and do all that stuff. What are you talking about? Hmm? That's awesome that a big guy can do that. As a matter of fact, it's goddamn inspiring to anybody who is a bigger portion person. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... humorous? I don't know. Yeah, it's just... I don't... He just... That's, that's humorous. Anyway, uh, no. He... My point is, is that... He, I just can't deal with, with Booker T anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Um, let's quickly run down. What happened with Elimination Chamber? Not like we're going to give you guys any news, but go ahead. What, what happened with results here?
2: All right, so we'll start with the main event. Uh, Lesnar won the title as we expected. It's going to be, I don't know, they really haven't called it a unification, but it's going to be title versus title, uh, which is pretty much what they expected. Um, I, which
1: to me is like, so they actually said it is, title for title and it's like you just said not unification so to me this is hogan and warrior right it's title versus title they never said anything about uh merging the titles so that means whoever wins it they're just gonna drop it and let and have another tournament and then roman will win out again or vice versa whoever it is
2: bingo um what i did like about the match uh you know uh, I read I saw a headline today that uh Lesnar kind of improvised and went off script during the chamber. Um I saw that. He uh he hit some great F fives, the one to Austin Theory off the top. What I did like was how they got Lashley out of it. Uh Rollins power bombed was it Theory? Uh he power bombed yeah. somebody through the pod into Lashley. Uh gave him they put him in concussion protocol and took him out. Um, you could say that's lazy. I like it. It keeps him strong. Um, and unfortunately, it sounds like he didn't lose the title. He didn't lose the title. And the thing is, he actually might miss WrestleMania. He's got to have, uh, I think he has to have shoulder surgery. That's Um, what I read too. Yeah. So it was a way to write him off. it, It is, it is a damn shame. Um, this is, I never caught Lashley much on his original run. I wasn't really watching the product back then. Um, but what I can tell you is when I first saw Bobby Lashley, I said, holy fuck, who the fuck is this? And the way he's been booked lately, I love it. he They're making him a strong champion. He looks like a beast. MVP is his, his it's his Paul Heyman. It fucking works. I like it. And I hope he comes back and I hope he gets the title back and holds it for a while.
1: He has oh. been um oh, go ahead.
2: I just an interesting thing you probably saw this too uh February happens to be Black History Month and uh as of elimination chamber Brock Lesnar has dethroned every black world champion in WWE history. The Rock, Big E, Kofi Kingston and Bobby Lashley
1: Oh, they made sure to apparently get that out of the way before the month ended. <laughs> uh, we're going to get back to Brock in a second. Um, Bobby, see, he was the ECW champion. They were never going to make him a world or WWE champion back right. in the time when he was there in 05 and 06. When he went to MMA, Bellator, and then he ended up going to Impact, Impact made him a world champion. And they made him world champion caliber. You know, like making him look dominant. So when he came back to WWE, that's exactly what they did. They made him in it right in the spotlight. They had some stupid shit with Lana and all that stuff. Yeah. But you know, he's finally where he should be. I'm I'm happy that he's uh, you know, in the championship picture where he should be. Sucks he's gonna miss Mania because wasn't it last WrestleMania we were all like, yeah, Drew's probably gonna win for the pop so he can get his title back. What? Lashley retained against Drew? woohoo! Did not expect that. I was right. like, okay, that was awesome. You want to talk about a great moment, so I'm kind of sad that he won't be there for this one. Um, Lashley first. Or not Lashley, I'm sorry, Lesnar. All right, if no one was going to replace Lashley, which when you took him out, you should have replaced him with someone. Like, as soon as you opened the door, kind of like when uh, Edge jumped in, Kofi Kingston, he got to go into the pod. You know, someone should have ran in the pod at the exact moment that they brought Lashley out, because now you lost a person. And then even more moronic, you put the light on an empty pod. If I was Lesnar too, I'd have been like, I'm not standing here for another three minutes. Fuck this (laughs) shit. This is stupid. Like, why did we waste this time right here? I'm getting out. Because that's what you would do, right? I'm the last guy to wait. Why am I here? Screw it. I'm coming out. Um, I, I found it stupid that I was like, well, obviously Lashley, or obviously Lesnar. And then they put it on Lashley's pod and I go, is someone going to come out? Nope. (laughs) Nope. Okay. Uh, dude, it is the end of February and three WWE pay-per-views have all ended the exact same way. Lesnar. Winning the main event. WWE Day 1, Royal Rumble, and now Elimination Chamber. Oh, did I say pay-per-views? I'm sorry. Premium live events. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the rest of the
2: show. Alright, so... Uh, For the women's, uh, Bianca Belair ends up winning. I think that was the logical choice. Oh, wait. Rhea Ripley should have won the fucking thing. But that's a different story altogether. Um, Yeah, Belair Can versus Lynch I, again. I have
1: something I have to admit. It took me a couple minutes into the match. I go, I really like what Rhea's wearing. She doesn't really wear this all-body thing like this. That's different. And then I was going to go, oh, Never mind, I forgot where we were at. Never mind, I forgot. It was like, she is like Catwoman head-to-toe in this thing. I'm like, it looks great on her, but I was like, yeah. But but it took me a minute to realize. I was like, oh, yeah. It's funny because they're like, all week, we have been putting the women on the the billboards out here saying we're letting women wrestle. We're going to tell them exactly what they need to wear head-to-toe, but we're going to let them wrestle. I just, whatever. Anyway. Yep, it was weird to see Lita in a fucking t-shirt. Yeah. Because yeah. eh, eh, eh. you know she
2: couldn't be showing her thong. No. Yeah. She really does yeah, that, that 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 was definitely weird not seeing that. Uh, yeah. Lita comes up short. They they really milked it. They really made you think Lita was gonna win. Uh it was it was a, it was a pretty decent match. I'm still fucking tired of Becky's overselling. Uh it's oh, Becky's horrible, horrible but Lita. Yeah.
1: Man, she okay. can still go, man. She's yep. got some moves in her arsenal. I got to be honest. I was sitting there thinking about it. All right. Um, one thing I'm sure that you read today, that there was a possibility of a four horse woman championship match. Two of the titles in there, they would all face night one. And then night two, the winner would face Ronda Rousey. That was a possible original plan. I think that would have been fantastic. Yeah, they're well, not going to do it, of course. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm just saying because that way you don't have to have 45 minutes of Becky's open mouth going. Oh my god! I can't believe I didn't get that three count <laughs> off a of clothesline. <laughs> uh, but the Bellas just came back not too long ago at, at Royal Rumble. We saw them do some moves. They can still do what they need to. Lita can still go. Man, I say bring her and Trish and have them take on the Bellas at at WrestleMania. Just for a good nostalgia match, I would actually absolutely be okay with watching that match, as much as I'm not a Bellas fan. Because I look around, like, well, who else are you going to put them against? But I think Lita, after Elimination Chamber, just earned herself a spot on the card at WrestleMania. If you don't, that's some bullshit right there. Because I thought she put on a great show. She was probably, she was, you know what? I'm not going to take too much from good shit.
2: What else happened? All right, there we go. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Mad Cat Moss nearly died. So that happened.
1: (laughs) Wait, you know what's funny is I actually, it's written that way. (laughs) And I laughed just because of how nonchalant you just said it. But he did, man. Oh, my God. God, uh, and then what was nasty. worse is that he went on for another five minutes and he was throwing them outside against the barricades. I was like, go for the pin. Go for a count-out. Do yeah. something right now. Go into a concussion protocol right now. You faked Bobby's, but this one, the dude literally looked like he could have broke his neck, and they're like, carry on.
2: How long did you see has- Did Corbin's look on his face? <laughs> <laughs> he did. That bitch It's like when Randy Orton dropped one of the Sing brothers on the announce table, and he just tells <laughs> that, he gives that look like, oh, <laughs> um, what the fuck? How long has Drew McIntyre been doing the claymore with a claymore in his hand? I don't
1: know. I don't watch enough. I'm to... like
2: that. Seems really dangerous. You just almost killed him. Now you're gonna kick him while you're holding a sword. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be fake right it's gotta be a fake sword I hope yeah maybe maybe it's one of those Acme ones uh and then in the show opener Roman Reigns uh oh actually, my god
1: you just and I just thought about who framed Roger that's Rabbit. exactly like what I'm talking dip, about lip, yeah lip. it's like
2: <laughs> the singing sword <laughs> um yeah. Roman Reigns taps out Gold actually doesn't even tap out he fucking choked Goldberg out with a guillotine uh first time Goldberg's ever been submitted um it's, it's funny because it, people aren't like, well, he
1: didn't tap, he didn't submit. Well, guess what? It's fucking Goldberg. Bret Hart beat Austin by submission, and he passed out, but it's still in the record books, baby. Loved it. I thought it was awesome. It was the exact same thing I knew everything was going to be. Three to four uh, spears from Goldberg, Roman doing the rest of the match. Yep. Somehow Goldberg made himself bleed on the head. He's good at that. On trying to spear Roman. He made his own head bleed.
2: Yeah, he's good at that. What else can I say? So, yeah, there was that. Uh, I hope no. he shows up at AEW this week. Oh, my God. That's not going to happen. They better give him the Buff Bagwell treatment in WWE if they do that. Um, yeah. Are so you that's saying it. you
1: want Goldberg to come to the ring dancing like him? Doing the, the strut and then... Like, putting his arms up in the air with the big Abe Lincoln hat? That would look good on Goldberg.
2: No, what I meant was him getting his ass beat backstage and literally getting thrown out of the building. Oh. oh. <laughs> I like the first idea. All right. You ever it's see all-
1: when people do fun stuff like that where they put, like, uh... They they take a 2K version. They'll put they'll take like Paul Heyman and make him do like Kelly Kelly's dance pose or some shit. Walk into the ring. <laughs> that's some funny stuff. If you uh, if you just want to watch that, that's great. <laughs> so if you want to see Goldberg be Buff Daddy, there you go. All right, there move on. <laughs> All
2: right, well I'm actually gonna turn it over. To, well, actually, you know what? No, fuck that shit. All right, so we got Impact No Surrender. Uh, that was this past Saturday. Uh, so Honor No More. As you were talking about wins, but he wins. Because Eddie Edwards turns. Former Ring of Honor champion. All
1: made sense, baby. Oh, that was awesome.
2: I didn't expect
1: that. That was your main event.
2: Yep. And then we had a fucking Bullet Club turn, and it seems like we've got uh, another Bullet Club war coming. I I hate to say it, but I'm kind of tired of Bullet Club. Uh, Yeah, uh, Jay White communicates G-O-D, and the Good Brothers are back Officially in Bullet Club. Um, So, yeah, we'll see where this goes. There's definitely some potential AEW crossover. Who just came to
1: AEW? Jay White. Who's already been there before? The Good Brothers. Who he's telling me G.O.D. just randomly show up and jump him? You know, Tony is promising a lot of shit I don't know he's, he said he has big announcements plural coming up oh. and he's saying within the week and I'm like whatever it is and, and did you see what happened off air after AEW's Dynamite and Rampage he got in the ring and said it's been a rough week I could really use a hug and best friends all came out and gave him a giant hug playing to the crowd you know pandering with his real personal shit issues which is still why I think it's a work Um, but he's saying he's got some big things in the works. Does it have to do with revolution or is it just going to be another Keith Leah showing up? I hope for your sake, I
2: hope for your sake, it has everything to do with revolution. Do you know? Well, let me tell you,
1: I'm already off to a great start with revolution. (laughs) We'll get there in a minute. I don't even care if the rest of the card turns out to be dog shit. Everything they've announced I'm in for.
2: I saw an ad and I haven't seen it locally yet, but they're going to be showing it in movie theaters. So, uh, that boy's
1: wife came here a couple of weeks ago. I told you about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he caught a show and she said, you are going to fucking love it. She goes, oh, yeah. Tony comes out at the beginning and personally thanks you for coming to the show. But mm-hmm. also lets you know we're not here to the, there's no hate speech. There's no this, there's no that. You do that kind of stuff, you're out of here. You can boo whoever you want, have fun, but don't cross the wrong lines. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Um, and it's, he said, it's a great time there. She, but then she said they went and tried one at the theater. She goes, it's actually kind of cool because everybody's all cheering this and that. I'm like, yeah, but I like to be able to chill back and watch a thing on my Drink own. Drink beer, eat chicken nuggets.
2: Wanna,
1: that's my point. I don't have to like climb through a bunch of people in a row just so I could go back
2: out to. Yeah, like, the car it's 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 like the that. thought. It's, it's the thought. Yeah. I wonder. You know
1: what though? This summer, if I'm home. Maybe that's how we do all out. We'll find out. We'll we'll check it out. See. If oh no, it. We'll, we'll we gotta go do. In and cheer we gotta do. People.
2: No, if it's gonna be in the summer, we gotta do what we did last time. We gotta just get the big screen out. That was awesome. Oh my God, that's that was such a fun night. Um, now, so them kicking or him
1: kicking out, a uh, Tamatanga and Tongaloa. I'm kind of shocked because your OG original Bullet Club. is Yeah, Prince he was the only one left in Tama. Those are your two originals and bad luck. So I don't know where they're going to go with this, um, but Moose retained over X Cass, so that's you know X-Cas. was supposed to happen. Um, I'll let you read the news on this, but I want to tell you on my own personal thoughts on this next
2: one. Good because I had no fucking idea this was like a thing. Uh, Big Swole apparently saying that Tony Khan had no problem using her chicken nuggets.
1: Yeah. So she was saying that it's news to her that Tony is saying, well, you know, you didn't have the right skills in this and that in an interview because he had to clap back after her um, racism claim, basically. Yeah. So he had to give his own answer back and being like, you know, she had lack of skills, yada, yada, yada. And she said, it's funny because you never said anything like that when you were using my chicken nuggets. And I'm like, and you see, that right there is why you are a fucking amateur. You, yourself, Swole, have to be able to divide the line between business and relationship. You put the mix into both. He talked business with you, but if you're going to have chicken nuggets, if you're going to offer it to your boss, don't. it's not like he came begging it. Don't tell me that that billionaire
2: was begging exactly. for something. Exactly. So I have a very hard po- time. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know that she's like, oh, come on over here, boss. I got you covered. And you cannot tell me that in that, you know, that. I mean, A, who's going to turn it down. But when you do that, you can't then go, see, now I did that for you, so you have to give me a job forever. It's not how life works, man. So that's why I made sure to throw it in the news because you even saying that shit out loud says all I need to know about you. That's enough for me right there that yeah. you have such an – like – that's childish. Yeah, well, I I let you do this that one time, okay? We well, you still fucking suck in the ring. I can't. Okay, okay, you you got me high. I don't know what to tell you. It's so, it's so stupid. All right. Um, I am so excited to hear you list this. I'm I'm gonna probably laugh really <laughs> hard. I have not. I swear to God, I swear, I have not read any of this.
2: Okay, I'm not gonna but read them all. Is this Uncle Davy? Yeah, yeah, it's Uncle Davy. Uh, now, a lot of people vote in, so it's not like it's just him. But uh, I'll read some of them. It's the 2021 Wrestling Observer Awards. Uh, Wrestler of the Year, Kenny Omega. No big surprise there. It could have been Roman.
1: The, uh man, I got to be honest. I would have actually given it to Roman because storyline-wise, wrestling-wise, consistency-wise, he's been there. The he, He's done great. Kenny, mm, he had some good matches, and he went to other places. But it's—I think that's Uncle Davey sucking at the teat of. Let me guess:
2: Are the Bucks your tag team of the year? Naturally, they are. So let's move on. Uh, Wait, let's see. are they really? Yeah.
1: I was being sarcastic.
2: Yeah. No, of course it's the Young Bucks.
1: Oh my God! Not the Usos. Not, uh. Your tag champs that you had for a little bit, the Lucha Brothers. No Not one FCR because
2: you never see them on TV. Yeah. Okay, go on. Uh, most outstanding wrestler of the year, Shingo Takagi. I don't. Thank know God how it mean. wasn't
1: Orange Cassidy.
2: Yeah. No shit. Right. Uh, most charismatic <laughs> of the Most charismatic of the year, CM Punk. That uh, I'm
1: surprised you didn't give to Orange
3: Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, I know,
2: right? Uh, actually, let me just scan here real quick and see if he's on any of them. Uh, no, okay, that's good. All right, are we going to so, have
1: to start doing our end of the year awards next year because this is the kind of shit we're going to be seeing? We'll come up. We'll that. come All up. Right. We'll,
2: we'll come up with some shit. We'll say the the, the top and worst awards. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where was I? Match of the year, Lucha Brothers, Young Buck, Steel Cage at All Out. Eh, debatable. Yeah, that's definitely debatable. This next one is not, and I'll give him credit because he fucking nailed it. Worst match of the year, Miz versus Damian Priest in a zombie lumberjack match at Retro- WrestleMania Backlash.
1: <laughs> I just found that uh, when I was doing the hidden track compilation last year, you've been like, I don't know what's going on right now. There are zombies coming out from under the ring. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, that was fun to listen to again. I forgot all about that. I yeah, tried that to forget
2: some- all about that. Let me say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feud of the year, Omega versus Page. Eh. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Worst feud, Orton and the Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Uh, okay. Let's see. Most underrated wrestler, Ricochet. I think that's. he's definitely in the conversation. Uh, it's I don't know if it's underrated. I think it's just underutilized. Would be more ricochet, but right. Uh, here's one that I think you're gonna be interested in. Most overrated, evil.
1: Um, that means that he just his favorites are not as your champion because evil was your world champion for a little bit, and it wasn't. Um, it wasn't Okada, Naito, or Ibushi, So. It's someone Uncle Dave can't apparently have a conversation with, so... I don't like him. (laughs) Just saying, that's got to be it, because Evil actually was doing great for Bullet Club, and no pun intended, was an Evil champion. Like, he was... Like, him and uh, Gato, they were cheating a lot during everything while being the world champ, so I... mm, Sorry, bro. Uh,
2: Most improved, Ty Conti.
1: Okay, I—I I mean, there's a lot of other people I would say improved more than her, but I mean, it's nice to she has improved to someone I don't know. Yeah,
2: I don't know if it's she, that. Good,
1: sure, though. but I mean, ah, uh, gee, I don't well, have an answer for that. I'm going to move on.
2: Rookie of the year, Jade Cargill. Cargill.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!
2: Yeah. Uh, Technical wrestler of the year, Brian Danielson.
1: Said, yeah, cargo on that
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> High flyer of the year, Ray Phoenix makes sense. Uh, Brawler of the year, John Moxley. Move of the year, Hangman Page's buckshot lariat. Good move. Move of the year. Eh.
1: When it comes <laughs> to anticipa- anticipation, when he is standing outside of the rope crowd does get pretty excited for it oh yeah we'll say they do get a good pop i've noticed that i won't say move necessarily of the year but i'd say top three when it comes to like people getting excited for it
2: yeah i'll give you that uh best weekly show dynamite worst weekly show raw no surprise there show of the year AEW. we agree yeah yeah show of the year AEW all out Worst show of the year wwe survivor series uh, promotion of the year, AEW, worst promotion of the year, WWE gimmick of the year, Roman Reigns. Oh. I mean, I hate to limit it to gimmick. That's why I think he should have been wrestler of the year personally, but okay. The head of the he table thing. To, uh, he had to give it
1: to, he had to give it to, Omega. Kenny. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, worst gimmick of the year, Alexa Bliss. I can agree with that one. Uh, best interviews, MJF. Best, okay. 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 Okay.
1: Okay. 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 <laughs> all right, Joe Pesci. I, all right.
2: I, I, I want you to just take a sip of water if you got it. If you got chicken mm. nugget left on the plate, go ahead. Okay. We're good. I'm ready. I want you. I want you to clear the wind pipes here. Ready? Okay. All right. Best <clears throat> announcer of the year, Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't even watch <laughs> WWE and I can tell you that Pat McAfee is the best announcer of the entire year.
2: Well, and uh he's he I certainly would have been fine with him in the running. Don't waste your breath just yet because the worst announcer is Corey Graves. <sighs> <sighs> Next to Pat McAfee, Corey Graves is the best announcer on WWE TV. That,
1: I was like, if they could be together, I think Pat could play good or bad, in same both. You know what I mean? I think they both would be a great announce team together. And oh my, oh my god! Did yep. you happen to see that they have a new show called Corey and Camella? Yeah, or, don't care or, or whatever.
2: Yeah, and they said do something not about, care at all. No, do not care at all. Uh, best non-wrestler of the year, Paul Heyman. Okay. <laughs> Booker and promoter of the year, Tony Khan. You knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> most disgusting promotional tactic of the year, WWE firing talents during a pandemic while they were setting r- rock- ah, profit records.
1: That's not wrong.
2: Yep. Book of the year, Mox. Uh, documentary yep. of the year, Dark Side. And uh, that's that.
1: Well, um... I don't feel refreshed
2: after that one. All right. (laughs) What other news you got? All right. So uh, you kind of mentioned it already. Braun Strowman and EC3 are launching their new promotion. uh, uh, Claim the narrative or claim your narrative. Uh, And they are claiming that they have a TV deal imminent. It'll be interesting. I, I never was a huge fan of either of them. I did like the run that Braun was on for a while when they didn't gimmick him up. Uh, and he was like you right. know, ripping down sets and like murdering Kane and uh, Brock Lesnar. They had a very short window. Tagging with Nicholas and yes, they they missed it at that exact point. So that, there's that. Um, My already,
1: partner is one of you. <laughs> what?
2: Yeah. Everyone Please. was
1: waiting for Samoa Joe. We were all <laughs> waiting for it. Nope, they held, they held him off till the greatest Royal Rumble of all time.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yep, so we talked about Tony Khan's uh big news. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, the last one though is that it seems that Stone Cold is going to come out of retirement to wrestle at WrestleMania. Uh, I did see a brief it's going
1: to be the Rock versus Eric Rowan part 2. Seven yep. seconds. Kick to the gut, stunner, a little bit of head trash talking over him, pin, drink a bunch of beers, onto the main event.
2: Yeah, there you go. Probably. He
1: can't do anything. He can't take bumps. He said he doesn't want to.
2: Well, it sounds like uh it's all about the money because he's probably going to get paid a whole shit ton of money to do it. uh So, yeah, man, it, it's one of those things. It's like, you know. You know, you always have that point where you're like, man, if I could just watch him wrestle one more match, one more awesome banger of a match, and then you realize that's not what you want. You want what you used to have, and you're not ever going to get what right. you used to have.
1: But he also went out against his greatest rival yeah. ever, man. He went out against The Rock. Yep, Those two were their, each other's rivals. That's like Brett and Sean going out against each other would have been great. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Or Mankind Taker. Your greatest rival took way to go out. But, Mm -hmm. eh, to each their own. But, I already alluded to this earlier. Uh, I'm excited because AEW officially has four matches on the card for Revolution. That's good to know because we're only a couple of weeks away. Uh, The women's title match will be Britt Baker defending against Thunder Rosa. So, I'm finally going to get to see my favorite women's match face-to-face all time. Um, I've never seen a good women's match up close. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I've seen women wrestle. But it was like, oh, they're on this break. (laughs) Uh, The tag titles is going to be a triple threat tag team title match as Jurassic Express defends against the winner of tonight's Battle royal in tag teams and next week's Casino Battle royal, which is basically a one last chance. So if you don't win tonight, you have next week. Um, I can't wait to talk with you about that. There's like a million ways that can go. Adam Page officially is taking on Adam Cole for the world title. And I'm sorry, there's no way that that match should headline this pay-per-view. No. Unless you do something mega- different like this becomes like a three stages of hell match because the match that i am extremely excited for is cm punk has chosen the date the time he asked mjf to be his valentine and he is gonna be in a dog collar match against maxwell at revolution it's funny because they kept alluding to piper he goes you think you're better than piper in portland huh i'm better than piper in portland and you know, that goes back to Valentine and, and Piper with this dog collar match. Yeah, And I was like, hmm, they're not going to say it, though. And then they go, but we did have a dog collar match here with Cody Rose. I go, oh, they are going to name him. Cody's name was dropped like 47 times in the show. For someone that's not in the company anymore, they said a, his name a lot that night. Just saying. Um, totally excited about that. I've never seen a dog collar match ever. I don't even know what to it think Should be Played good live, obviously. Should be good. Oh too. my god, it's gonna be so much blood. Uh but with with that, so that's what happened in the beginning of Dynamite. MJF came out for his response. Left speechless. Yep. That is cool. He left MJF not saying a word.
3: That's done. Nailed it.
1: Yep. sold. That's high that's that's uh storyline itself. Um, the Haas ladder match continues as we were 100% right because Wardlow did defeat Max Caster to qualify Thunder Rosa defeated Mercedes Martinez in a no DQ match and uh, just before that match Sensei John Kreese that's right <laughs> Martin Cove was backstage and told Britt we'll do everything no mercy we do what we need to and after Thunder Rosa overcame the odds of Mar- Mercedes Martinez, everybody jumps Mercedes and here's the chance. All oh, right, I'm sorry, everybody jumps Thunder Rosa and Baker hands Martinez a pipe. Here's a chance. No mercy. Gives her only about one to two seconds and then I think it was Jamie Hayter hits her from behind and they all beat the living piss out of Mercedes Martinez. And it's funny because right before that, Cove crease gives uh, Baker the eye, like, go ahead, go for it. I was like, I hope to God that he shows up weekly now. I want him to have his own <laughs> Cobra Kai dojo that he's teaching wrestlers to have no mercy.
2: Oh jeez! And I want
1: Orange Cassidy to be a fucking member, and then all of a sudden he just breaks out and kicks everyone's ass. No mercy, puts everybody in a body bag.
2: <laughs> Johnny!
1: <laughs> um... Danielson beat Lee Moriarty. I love when uh, he has the choke out hold or the arm choke out hold right on. And then he's able to like pose flexing to do the submission and they get it right above with the camera shot. Well done. Moxley comes out to give his response about being a tag team. Very long winded answer for him to get to. I'll tag with you. But I don't tag with anybody. I don't bleed with first. So I'm assuming revolution. We're going to get another bloody mass. All four of them Saint are and probably going to be bloody. Be my, oh my God. I know Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker is going to be as well. I'm so excited. Oh yeah. Paige <laughs> is definitely going to bleed. Cause yep. it's that time of the month. <laughs> uh, Santana and Ortiz did defeat Hager and Jericho. Um, how about right before the match, Kingston comes out in that the, pop! Oh Holy yeah, shit! Insane, dude. The day he becomes an AEW World Champion, that it's gonna people are gonna go nuts for it. It's yep. just,
2: man, I hope it happens
1: soon. Him, I got I love him.
2: it. I've got him in the league. So. Yeah.
1: So, and tonight they're gonna have a confrontation. We'll talk about that. Um, but Sammy Guevara retains against Darby Allin with the help of. Andrade El Del Rio But now Del Rio gets his chance this week I wonder if they're going to do a triple threat At the pay-per-view But I feel like the TNT title never gets defended at the pay-per-view I think that this is just going to be a bunch of I I was kind of hoping Darby Hmm. would be somewhere on the pay-per-view When I go to see him Maybe it'll be Darby versus Andrade I don't know I'm like how can you really have a pay-per-view And not put Darby Allen on it man But you have other stuff, I guess, you know, you can't put everybody on there. Yeah. Um, Rampage, we got match of the year when Adam Cole defeated 10. Uh, <laughs> Trent Beretta defeated, or I'm sorry, uh, Jay White defeated Trent Beretta. And now we have our third member of the ladder match, Haas le- uh, match, which is Powerhouse Hobbs. He defeated Dante Martin. So you got Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ward Lowe. Yes! So, yeah.
2: so Weekly cornet reference. Uh, they were talking about it, and uh, I think it was before Hobbs got in. So they to them it was just Wardlow and uh, Keith Lee. And he's saying, oh, you don't want big men in a ladder match. You don't want big men in a ladder match. And I kind of got where he was coming from. But in my opinion is we all think of the ladder match as this weird thing where, you know, you got to do flips and you know all these high spots. With a Haas ladder match, you don't need to. You could just have them beat the ever-loving shit out of each other and make it even that more difficult for these big guys to get to the top of the ladder and make it that more suspenseful. I think you can do it right. Will they? That's a different story. And,
1: well, and or, to the same sense, we only ever saw Michaels and Razor, right? We only saw one on one. And people are like, well, that's weird to put the tag teams in the in the middle of it. Wait, now you're going to do three tag teams? That's a bit too much. And then you're like, oh, shit, wait, what if we put six people in here and we have this as a whole money in the bank? It evolves, man. And, yes, it's been a high-flyer showcase because, yes, smaller guys can climb a ladder faster. You ever seen a fucking construction guy or anybody do- doing roofing? <laughs> They're not exactly your Dante Martins, you know. There's some big guys who can climb a ladder. Um. I think this would be exciting. I don't know how many members they are thinking about putting in this match, but I'm thinking about all the other big guys that are on the roster. I'm like, keep it going, man. I want to see an all-hoss ladder match because just for that, the one it's probably going to be the only guy that climbs to the top. The rest of them are going to look down and go, nah, here, man. <laughs> fuck that shit. That's a long way out. <laughs> so Dynamite tonight. Uh, Jericho and Kingston are going to go face-to-face. So I think it's either one-on-one at – Revolution or you get a six way or a trios match. Um but I'm not sure is it Hager it does Sammy lose his title? You know, like how does Sammy get involved? Maybe maybe Sammy's involved in the six man, so then Andrade and, and Darby can fight. I'm just throwing out ideas yeah. because if not, then it's just gonna be Kingston and Jericho one on one.
2: Yeah, I honestly think that might be what it is. Which could work out because
1: tonight's tag team battle royal. Here's 10 teams. And then looking at it and I go, Jesus, I see so many teams in here I want to win. So I'm like, my luck is it's going to be like 2.0 or Butcher and Blade. But those are two of them. But you also have Santana and Ortiz, the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, Dark Order, which is Silver and Reynolds, Private Party, Gun Club, FTR, and Best Friends, Trent and Chuck Taylor, The Shoe. But then you have next week's, right, which next week you have your second round, so maybe they'll have Uh, other teams in it that weren't, but some of these other teams that were in this get another shot. I don't know, because I'm like, you're looking at against the Lucha Express, or not, yeah, whatever the fuck, I don't know, dinosaurs, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I want Santana and Ortiz. I want Red Dragon. I love FTR. I'm like, mm-hmm. so those three right there, I, I would be absolutely okay with. But if they lose this, who's going in next week? And are those other teams that lost, are they going to get back in there next week? Because I would really hope so. Because I don't want to see next week all of a sudden it's not Silver and Reynolds. Of Dark Order, it's Evil Uno and Preston. Uh Oh, I just don't. Let's make this worth it. Um, So I have cut down my signage to only two that I had, which is this is the top of wrestling, and I left my RV for this. But I see we got a new one. ODM, (laughs) would you like to name our new sign?
2: This sign can be running. The the verbiage can be adjusted to fit it, but I think you get the idea. Uh, The sign would be open mic night is canceled. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, I looked into it. Guess how much it costs to get... You know, like when you see uh, someone has like a giant head or a big poster, things like that?
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: only like 20 or 30 bucks. I feel like I should get a big picture of Brandy's face and say open bike is officially canceled. and Have like a red line go through her face. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you
3: go. Hey,
1: I have a question. Man, kind of off topic, but maybe I'm not the only one who wants to know this. Speaking of the giant head, who is the... Most commonly used head that's out there. It's always a guy wearing a headset talking, wears a pair of glasses. It's up at like every wrestling event, sporting event. People always have a giant head of this one particular guy, and I don't know who he is. He looks like he's an announcer.
2: I have you're no like, effing clue what football. you're talking about. Do I have to Google it now? I feel Fuck like it. I, have I don't know. Google Let's bring now. something to the table.
1: <laughs> Just bring it. I don't know, man. It had nothing to do with wrestling, so I really don't think we need to go too in-depth about that. (laughs) Hey, man, look at I had an epiphany. I love drinking Bark's root beer. I love drinking A&W root beer. Okay. I love Coke. I love Pepsi. Oh, okay. You know what? I (laughs) love... Oh. (laughs) I like different things, but I like them all the same. Why the fuck can't we just get along when it comes to wrestling? People are so divided with AEW and WWE. I cannot believe how... Like, I know that we talked about... Like, last week we brought up the, the trolls and the marks and people that we dealt with, you know, on, on Facebook and shit. But really, man, like, I don't understand. Is it because back when it was Nitro and Raw we didn't have the outlet to bitch to each other? Or is it we're so used to it being... Democrat versus Republican or gay versus straight or all this stuff that we're so used to finding a fucking fight that we're, we're like, well, uh, a new company, I don't like them. Eh. Like, what the fuck, man? Can't you just find some good in everything? Like, to me, I look at NWA, that's a, uh, a win. Lucha Underground, that's a win. NXT, AEW, WWE, even on WWE's worst and best days, it's still something to fucking put on, man. Yes, it's not always great, but not every TV show is great. If you only watch just Breaking Bad and you don't watch anything else ever again, no, I, no, I, I don't care about other shows. No, but you know you got to try Mad Men It's like no, 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 no. Unless it has Walter <laughs> White and Jesse Pinkman, I don't give a shit. Just weird to me, man. I can't believe people are this divided. I'm like, I willingly watched The Elimination Chamber knowing it was going to suck a dick. But it was an optimistic dick sucking. You know, I was like, all right, well, this will be something worth seeing. If something good happens, cool. If not, I wasted a couple hours, but I had nothing else going on. I was on my phone, you know, kind of like you said. I was in and out. I was there to see if Cody was going to show up and if Lita won the championship. And if they did as good as it gets with Goldberg winning the title. That's as far as I was there for, man. I didn't have any high hopes for it, so can't we all just get along i guess at the end of the day that's the best as i can say it man old rodney king can't we all just get along jesus it's two wrestling promotions enjoy it while it lasts because if we're going back down to one you're gonna be really sorry
2: oh yeah that's for sure <clears throat> that's it that's all i got i'm yeah. sorry You could- <laughs> no that's fine i was gonna say i didn't know if there was more there uh, yeah, but for real, WWE sucks. Um, so. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> um, is Adam Cole shrinking?
1: I don't know, but I saw a sign. He has a dad bod. <laughs> I now, there were some I great saw- signs of dynamite this week. <laughs> Brian Danielson cries at the end of Old Yeller. I saw. Uh, that. Dan- or Adam Cole has a dad bod. There were some really, really good ones. Um, did you see Danielson's response to the Old Yeller one? No. He goes, I don't cry at the end of Old Yeller, but you know what I cry at? At all the millions of animals that die for all of you to wear your leather. And this, and I'm like, wow, he turned it like an asshole. I love it. Good for him. <laughs> like, that's such a great wow. turn. Because, you know, that's him and how he is with his life. And when he's healed, he could do what he wants. Um, I don't know. It's funny because I just made fun of Cole last week. And, and I told you, like, how the belt the title is as big as him or you know he (laughs) looks like he was replaced by undertaker's kid i don't know he does look like he's getting smaller and smaller and him standing up against adam page it's kind of i know or did he just look really big in nxt i don't know
2: it's like he stopped going to the gym or taking his supplements or something he was never that big to begin with but god damn dude it's hard to take him serious
1: I think it was Dutch Mantel that was like he he said the same thing. You can't take take him serious. He kind of looks like crap. And I'm like, I kind of don't disagree. I'm like he looked way better on uh, the Indies and Ring of Honor and all that stuff. He was way more lean now. I mean, I know you're in a happy relationship, but Britt's keeping her shit together, man. <laughs> you know,
2: picking up ain't the got weights mom every bod. once in a while. <laughs>
1: Put down the Cheetos, Adam. Alright, well, speaking of good shit, I don't think I even said anything about speaking of good shit. That would have been good shit, but... Hey, Nightwing! What are you up to?
0: Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Eh? It's Nightwing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good
3: shit. Holy crap, guys. I almost forgot it was my week for a segment. But I got something very brief that I want to come to you guys with. So here's your good shit. This is Nightwing. So I just watched the Elimination Chamber the second time. And I got to tell you, the women stole the show. I mean they put on quality matches and let's just be honest, a cultural environment that's not exactly uh, great for women to be in. And I mean from people talking about Rhea Ripley's outfit and how, yo, wear that joint all the time. That that was good for you and other references like Liv Morgan referencing um um Britney Spears with her with her costume for that night. It was just a night where they just stole the show. Because I actually do firmly believe in my own humbly humble opinion that the women's matches were actually of a lot higher quality on Elimination Chamber. So, you know what? Here's to you ladies. Y'all have a great day.
1: You know, I can't say that they stole the entire show. Um, overall, I would say that they definitely put on more of a presentation than you expected I think Lita and Becky delivered because Lita came well more prepared than some of your legends and other people that are uh, that that come back for only one or two matches a year um, but I do think the women's elimination chamber was it, that it was just that I don't think they stole the show but I think that they definitely had a better showing than I anticipated that they would I was went, I was waiting for like Botch Central on this thing, and it actually wasn't too bad of a match. I mean, I actually, for what I did see, it seemed pretty good. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I think that they they fared pretty well on a pay per view that usually you would expect the guys' chamber to be. I don't. I think the guys' chamber just kind of was what it was. I felt like they went through the motions just waiting for Brock to come in and win. I I really so maybe all right, all right, all right. Maybe they did kind of steal the show because it was better than you anticipated and unless you had goldberg winning i think everything went to par so yeah i think yeah i i, I agree what do you think about the the show overall for the women versus the guys
2: it wasn't much to steal you're gonna brag about taking pennies out of the take a penny jar at the gas station
0: <laughs> marty you've got to come back with me
1: where Back to the future! Wait a minute, Doc. What, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the
0: future? What, we we'll become assholes or something? Give me that, hell yeah! Man, has this show sucked without ECW or what, huh? In the ring right now, from Buffalo, New York, from extreme championship wrestling, Mikey with Brad! Chicago, Illinois, at a total combined weight of 575 pounds. Road Warrior Hawk, Road Warrior Animal, the Legion of
1: Food. That's right. A little bit of a change to our intro for Monday Night Wars. Give you a little bit of sounds and what we got to go through this past week, and that's right, we got the return of LOD. Last week, I just said to you, if it wasn't last week, it was the week before, I was like, man, when do Owen and Bulldog drop these titles? I know who they eventually drop them to, and that's, I'm like, I think LOD's coming at some point, and goddamn, don't they just show up right there, right after, so that was cool, and in the right What was it? Was was it Hammerstein? No,
2: No, Manhattan Center. Manhattan Manhattan Center.
1: Center. Probably one of your favorite Raws, I'm sure, up to date because you also get the other sound from Paul E. Dangerously. Yeah, the show did suck without ECW. Hey, man, first, what happened on Sunday night? You had Super Brawl 7 uh, where we finally get Piper and Hogan. God damn the intro of this pay-per-view. Please explain it. <laughs>
3: well,
2: let me just tell you, this pay-per-view was a bunch of meh with some holy shit ending with a what the fuck. So Yeah. <clears throat> the opening shot was... Did you was... know
1: the ending? Did you expect the ending?
2: Yeah. No, I knew the ending.
1: I didn't know that's the original how this happened. <laughs> it, it
2: took me uh, the the, uh, the logistics, the technicalities of the ending... Uh, threw me off that I didn't quite remember but I knew you know for the most part what it was so yeah, uh, yeah so the pay-per-view opens us with us going back to Alcatraz where Piper's still in his <laughs> cell and they let him out and there's guards there at an abandoned prison there's prison guards um, Piper's shirt is dirty and ripped and he's babbling in incoherently like he was when he got attacked, screaming on his way out through the yard and doing his best rows from Titanic, standing on the front yeah! of the boat, <laughs> keeping his skirt down because the wind's blowing so much, uh, his kilt, I'm sorry, I don't
1: know. <laughs> so it's funny because what you're seeing is him leaving Alcatraz and getting on a boat to get back
2: to... The mainland. Land.
1: Yeah. Um. Ever been to Alcatraz?
2: Uh no, I have not.
1: Uh, nothing to do with wrestling. But as soon as I saw Alcatraz, I just I have to tell you, uh, funny story. We went to Alcatraz a couple years ago. While well, you know I'm traveling around the RV, and they give you your own cassette tape, or no, I'm sorry, it's an MP3 player. Back in the day, I'm sure it was cassette tapes, but. Uh, your own mp3 player and headphones and you get to walk around and that's how the tour is and when you uh, go through a room you hit skip and you're it's your own tour right did you get phil hartman mine mine got stuck <laughs> on the kitchen on the same thing looping over and over and over it was about the kitchen i kept hearing pots and pans we get into the cells my wife looks. She goes, "Can you believe all the screaming right now?" I'm still fucking listening to pots and pans. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on right now. I took it off and just started making up my own stories. I'm like, "This is where Luther got his ass kicked." I don't know what happened, dude. <laughs> so, as soon as I saw this pre this thing of uh, Piper, I go, oh, "I wish I saw this back then." Because I'd have been like, "Well, this is where Piper was going nuts." <laughs> Interesting stuff. All, All right, yeah. is,
2: uh is, is Phil Hartman doing the tour in uh, So I Married an Ex-Murderer. What was his name? Oh, my Bar- God, I forgot about that. Barbara yes. or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Barbara's the best. <laughs> Boy, heat. All right. All right. Now, you said this had a lot of meh. Let's roll through the meh. All right, let's roll through the mat. We open up with Malenko over Six for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, nice little spot. Uh, Six is standing up against the ropes. Malenko bodies them. They both fly over to the to the floor. Pretty cool. Uh, Eddie, uh, Six grabs the belt uh, while the ref's tending to Malenko. Eddie comes in. Eddie Guerrero, uh, trying to make the save, grabs the belt from Six. They're doing the tug-of-war. Malenko's still coming, too. The ref shoves off Eddie, who lets go of the title. And, dude... They played this really well because it looked really good. Because as soon as Eddie let go, that title went flying into Malenko's face hard. Uh, Puts him down, and uh, Six wins the title. Legitimately. Not legitimately, but you know what I mean. He actually has the title now. Um, Gene's in the locker room uh, pushing the WCW hotline. Uh, He saw a superstar with the NWO. uh, Does an interview with DDP. DDP. And uh, they say, you know, they're talking about how he's supposed to face Bubba, but they've picked a replacement. It's going to be Buff Bagwell. Next we get Conan, Laparca Parca, Villano, 4 versus Juventud Guerrera, C. Copley, and Super Calo. I didn't watch. Conan got the pin. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Next we get Rey Mysterio versus Prince Ayukaya, versus I Hey, God, I
1: just got to tell you, that happens quite a bit Um I, I think between that and Raw, there's, I don't know, all of a sudden WWE is now like, you know what? Here's six luchadors you may not have ever heard of and never will hear of again. Let's put them in front of you. Ooh, skip.
2: Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, So, yeah, Rey Mysterio Prince Ikea for the TV title. Remember I said uh, Regal will probably win it back. Uh, He didn't, apparently, and I forgot. Do you remember what Prince Ikea's name is later on?
1: Uh... King Aikeya?
2: The, the the artist formerly known as Prince Aikea. Oh <laughs> they played off Prince <laughs> So okay. anyway Ray, does, uh, Ray did this suicide dive senton and landed on Ikea on the floor. It was pretty fucking nasty looking. Uh, but uh, Regal comes out, pulls Ray off the apron, and Ikea retains. And then the weakest shit happens at the end. Ikea basically says, here, Ray, you can take the belt because he interfered and it wasn't fair. So you really should have this belt. And Ray's like, stop being such a bitch and take the title.
1: Shove it up your ass.
2: <laughs> uh, we got Gene in the locker room. Quick interview with the Giant. Uh, then we get the Buff Bagwell versus DDP match. Uh, I, what, the, the funniest fucking thing was Bagwell spits on DDP. He takes off his shirt and starts, you know, cleaning it up. And at the same exact time, Siobhan is like, hey, DDP has a new shirt out. It's the same shirt he just took off and is wiping the spit off of himself with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the NWO interferes, oh. and DDP wins by DQ. Um, You know how in the uh, – so this is where I think things start to ramp up a little bit. Remember how I tell you sometimes with this, I don't take notes. I say just sit back and watch. That's this match right like here. Like all the
1: Deborah segments? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> it's Jer- Chris Jericho versus Eddie Guerrero for the U.S. title. Eddie retains, and they did a handshake afterwards. I don't need to say much more about this match because you already know what you're getting
1: classic match it was really really good um it, it's it's yeah yeah enough said yeah Not much that you don't already know about how these two will work together yeah probably they... the best part of this entire pay-per-view to be honest with you
2: well i don't know about that we'll get there though uh pubic enemy versus faces of fear versus harlem heat and pubic enemy wins now
1: just by a hair just buy... <laughs> hey hey I can look at you. I see what you did. Someone right. brought crabs to the party. All
2: right. What's up? <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Next, we get Mongo versus Jeff Jarrett and a grudge match. Um, first note I wrote, how can a football player have such terrible footwork? <laughs> uh, did dance at some point in your life, man? <laughs> uh, Deborah stops Mongo from going after JJ on the floor, and uh, Jeff Jarrett gets the advantage. Um but then it flips. Uh, Jarrett uses holding onto the rope during the abdominal stretch, and Deborah kind of looks like she's going to hit his hand. So he lets go. He does it again, and she hits his hand. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised to see that. Temper gives Jeff Jarrett a towel after he gets clotheslined to the floor. Uh, Mongo uses it as a weapon. Deborah, I don't know which one to help, y'all. <sighs> Mongo gets pinned after a cross Spot on. Yeah. Mongo... T- uh, kicking out, tosses Jarrett onto the ref. We get a slight bump. Mongo asks for the briefcase. Deborah refuses, gets all pouty, and just throws it over her head and Mongo's head right into Jeff Jarrett's arms. A perfect throw. Headshot. Jeff Jarrett gets the wind. And De- and uh, Deborah stays behind to tend to Mongo. Now, Jeff Jarrett is officially part of the Horseman. Boo! Yeah. Um. I got a lot of notes on this next one. And I'll start with one that's I wrote, like, about a quarter of the way down. Uh, one of my notes was, I can't type fast enough. <laughs> it was Taskmaster with da- Jacqueline versus Benoit with Woman. The San Francisco Deathmatch. Jacqueline and Woman uh, tied together with the Caribbean strap or the whatever strap it is. Right. Uh, we get new music for Benoit. He's not using the Horseman uh, music that they normally use. Um And all hell just breaks loose. Uh, Women and Jackie go to the floor. Uh, Benoit and Sullivan go hard as usual. The women keep coming in and out of the ring. Uh, They're using the uh, the strap to whip each other. Um, Fucking the strap comes undone. Sullivan starts using it on Benoit. And fucking hung him from the fucking side of the ring. I, you want to talk about I, things
1: I didn't think that we're gonna be I, on Peacock. The fact that you just mentioned that says enough because I was like waiting for you to bring this up, and I go, oh, uh, "My version is different." Nope, they kept that, huh? Okay, yeah,
2: they kept it. Uh, Jacqueline kicks Benoit in the balls. Benoit balls. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Please move on. Please. <laughs> oh my God! You want to talk about something I never thought would have ever, ever been said on this show? But also, how has it not ever been said on this show? Did you have that written oh down, God. or did that just come no, natural I did. to you? I
0: just did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> the finish of the match. Let me see if I can oh try to my compose God. myself. Uh, the finish.
2: <laughs> oh my God! Saw a
1: table spot. Yeah, let's get.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I I got to get through some of these ones. I'll, I'll try to pick out the hot spots here. Um, the women end up beating up the guys at one point. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so yeah. So all right. So so yeah, they get a table in the ring. He sets it up. He puts Sullivan on top of it. Um, so. Jacqueline is trying to get to Benoit to stop him. She can't because of the strap. And then she finally gets the strap loose, lies on top of Sullivan to, you know, shield him. And Benoit says, fine. And just dives. And the fucking table didn't break. He rolls table. No sold. Yeah. He rolls off. Jacqueline rolls off and Sullivan rolls off on top of Jacqueline. Holy fuck. Then we get, they're all down. They're all selling. Um, Benoit does get the pin, and he does it under the table, which I don't know if that was planned or not, but that was pretty fucking funny. The ref took us; it took him a second to be like, "Where the fuck do I take do the count?" Right. Uh, And then, so Arn comes out, Paul Orndorff comes out, Lee Marshall comes out, Terry Taylor comes out. They are selling the fuck out of this. They get three straight. Wait, Lee Marshall, the guy
1: that calls in weekly, the guy that calls that Matt in, is in yeah. front of us. Well, the no funny shit. thing
2: is, the funny thing is, one of them says, "Oh, if Lee Marshall's out there, you know it's bad." <laughs> like
1: okay. <laughs> like I'm not sure if that was like a slight like insider dig, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah,
2: I I don't know what you thought about this. Why don't we talk about this match more? It was fucking pure
1: chaos. I'm, it
2: was amazing.
1: I'm surprised it's not. Everybody talks about Benoit and, and Sullivan's feud. This is right in there. How is that match never talked about? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, when I said all right, match of the night, I, I I meant wrestling match. This was a pretty good grudge match, actually. It was pretty all hell breaking pretty much all hell breaking loose. And yeah, I mean and he lands right on those Benoit balls. It was pretty fucking crazy. <laughs>
2: Uh, next, we get an uncensored promo. It was a humorous promo, indeed. Um, outs- <laughs> Starting to rub off on you, huh? As soon as I, I mean, saw, my I'm words like, are my words I- are. I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I have to do it. Um, we get the uh, Outsiders versus the Giant for the tag titles. Uh, Six comes out with the Outsiders. Um, it was hilarious. The Giant flinched when his promo when his pyro went off. It was like he, because the ramp was weird. It wasn't just a straight shot. They had to come out from an angle yep. and then, go and dude, you, just a slight flinch. But I'm like, ah, caught him off guard. Okay, well, man, the the way the match started was great because they did rocks, paper, scissors. The outsiders did to see who would start, and it was Hall. Um, giant drop kick Nash over the top. It looked so good. The giant doing a fucking drop kick. It looked so yep. good. Oh, man, it was amazing. Um, Six hits Giant with the cruiserweight title when the rest backs turn, but he only gets a two-count. We get start getting a Luger chance. Um, there was one point where Giant was, like, on the ropes, like, head on the ropes, and Six tried to do a spin kick from the outside, completely whiffed to the point where commentary had to call it out. Um, Nash Hits the power bomb on Giant, but he hurts his back in the process, so he can't get over there for the pin. And then Luger comes out. As soon as he comes out, Bischoff tries to stop him. Luger just shoves him aside. He goes over. He's wearing a nice loose shirt, so he can get it off easy. <laughs> he uh, mm-hmm. he gets he gets on the apron for the hot tag. Cleans house using the the, uh, the cast on his arm. Gets Nash in the wreck, and we get the submission. Huge fucking pop. Uh, afterwards, Giant choke slam Hall uh, and they count three on that too and commentary said eh, no reason not to be sure because if luger wasn't officially in the match and no dq was called giant was legal count the pen i kind of like that it was a subtle thing they really didn't hark on it too much but I, it made sense i know? like it yep. uh yeah so that's that those were those were two huge matches in a row you had the ben juan Sullivan thing and then you had the outsiders tag titles match just it was the big fight feel the crowd was into it they popped when luger came out they popped when they won it was just it, that, that was a really big match yeah and then the main event
1: yeah that's kind of how i feel like i was like well yeah but hang on let's move on cuz you know I,
2: I wrote. I that, would call uh,
1: this a very nice shit sandwich. At the end you, of the day,
2: <laughs> no shit, an, an open faced shit sandwich. <laughs> um, this is one of the few times that I'm okay with the champ coming out first. Typically, I say the champ has to come out last, but this time, right with Piper, it I think it made sense. It, it absolutely made sense. Um, no Michael Buffer. Wonder if there was a fight that night that he was calling or doing intros well for. if it
1: was a sunday night no but maybe he had something the night before but yeah good point he's yeah. pretty much been on every main event so far
2: yeah uh i still i get goose pimples every time i hear the drums on piper's intro just ugh, oh yeah, gives me shivers um there was an old lady in a sequin jacket did you see that what the fuck was that i did jesus christ uh same as it ever was man hogar pow- hogan powders kills time uh low uh piper ends up low blowing hogan after going to the eyes shivani goes went down to san jose on that one <laughs> way to go tony way to go nice use of using the state that you're in yep no shit right uh, i thought the cameraman had vertigo at one point because it was some of the shakiest camera work i've ever seen in my entire life um I thought
1: there was an earthquake but okay yeah
2: <laughs> was it really <laughs> or was tenta just there was it-
1: I don't know. I mean, it's it is uh, San Francisco, so it could have been yeah, either there you or.
2: Go. All right. Well, and here's where things get great. Macho and Sting come out. Macho starts heading to the ring, and Sting's like, "No, nah, no, nah, man, no, nah, we can't do that." And uh, he just goes ahead anyway, and Sting stays on the ramp. We want Sting chance. Uh, and then Sting just walks off to the back. Uh, we get another sleeper hold. Hogan's arm drops three times. The bell rings crowd pops. Piper puts his hands up. Meanwhile, Macho takes something out of his pocket, hands it to Hogan. Hogan hits Piper, gets a three count, and retains the fucking title. Macho joins the NWO, hits like eight flying elbows. Hogan hits a few leg drops. Um, It turns out that when Hogan's arm went down the third time, the ref realized his foot was under the rope.
1: But it was never officially under the rope. What happened was, as the arm dropped and the ref went to go call for the bell, Macho pulls Hogan's leg under the rope so it would have appeared that way. Nice little subtle stuff that all happened pretty quick. I liked it.
2: Yeah, the execution by Macho wasn't bad. It was more of just the general shit taste. WCW fuckery. No, this is...
1: Just get used to it. This is what we're going to be seeing a lot of. This is where last, the beginning of last season when we were doing all this, WCW was making sense. WWE was not. Right now, everything WWF is doing is making sense. WCW, it's like mm, 25% of your stuff seems logical. The rest is kind of weird. I don't know. Not everything on WCW has been great lately. You have some good matches, but... Their storylines, it's like once they form the, the NWO, they were like, Great. yeah, everything else shit, can go Shit, what south. do we do now? Yeah. It it always it always brings me back to that family guy scene. They they book a concert, they all have the what they need to wear, they get the <laughs> instruments, they're standing there, they go, Shit, we don't know how to play anything.
2: <laughs> Uh, pretty, pretty much what happened with the NWO. Yeah, well, Nitro didn't do much better, man. Uh, we start with P.E. versus Mongo and Jeff Jarrett because they're horsemen now. They got to coexist. Uh, every match basically starts with a recap of what happened at Super Brawl. Um, say what you will, man. Mongo's over. Mongo is over with the crowd, man. It's really weird. I don't get it, but Are they in is. Chicago? No. No. No, he's getting a lot of pops, man. Uh, public Enemy win, uh, basically uh, because Deborah gives the briefcase to Mongo so to use it for their advantage. But instead, he hits Jeff Jarrett and Public Enemy win, uh, and basically they're fighting. And, and uh, Arn and Flair are keeping Jarrett from Mongo, uh, and they say, "All right, man, you gotta shake hands." And Mongo does this convoluted, "Hey, brother, it's like an older brother. You know, you stole my money, so I had to take it back. Something I don't fucking know." Um, yeah, so there's that. Something next like we, that. Yeah. Next we get Galaxy versus Jim Duggan. Uh, he tapes up and yells Hogan and gets the win. Uh, he's on the ramp. Uh, Gene's on the ramp with Duggan afterwards, c- commenting about on Macho. Calls Hogan, Terry, and Gene's like, Hogan, you mean? <laughs> it's just funny. Yes. He Gene, hey, man, say Hogan. That's who the people know him as. Um, he says jabronis. Words picking mm-hmm. up steam these days. And says, I didn't do Bubba. Got a little weird there. I don't like that. I, I phased out after that. Um, next we get Joe Gomez versus Hugh Morris. Uh, they're still trying to showcase Gomez. Uh, I don't know why we're seeing him so much, and they you know, they make it seem like they're going to do something with him. Never really do. For uh, someone
1: that I don't think is around in a year, I don't yeah. think.
2: No, that's Renegade I'm thinking of. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I'm not actually sure, but uh, Humorous wins. Uh, we get a recap of Sullivan versus Benoit and that whole shit show. Uh, next, we get La Parker versus Ice Train. Uh, Teddy Long cuts a promo calling out Jacqueline for which he did Super Bowl in aligning with Sullivan, uh, but Ice Train wins. And uh, but afterwards, they're la- they do a little promo up at the camera. Teddy and Ice Train. And they- West Side is the best side. Player, <laughs> <laughs> player, player, player. Uh,
1: well, you know, I mean. <laughs> East and West Coast were at odds at the time, man. You had Yeah, that's about right. Biggie and yeah. Tupac, Tupac, all that stuff was going yeah, you know.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, uh next we get Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho. Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho versus Faces of Fear. Another one, just watch. Vets. And at the time, let's be honest, you know, they've been in Japan for a while and Mexico for a while, but they're still ultimately rookies in the grand scheme of things. So you got rookies versus vets, and uh, it was a nice little match. Uh, Basically what happens is Malenko shoves Eddie off the top rope when he was going to go for the Frog Splash, paying him back for the accident at Super Brawl. Uh, Yeah, faces of fear get the win. Not a bad little match. kind
1: of reminded me of watching, like, when it would be the Rockers versus uh, Powers of Pain. A big yeah. powerhouse kind of team versus some fast-paced guys, and they mm-hmm. they played to it. But then also you played into your storyline with Jericho and Guerrero, so it was great. I, I it was yeah, like you said, sit back and watch. It was just <laughs> one of the better things WCW has actually had produced in this television show for sure this week.
2: Yeah, you get uh, you get some high spots, high spots, and some hope spots because you know the smaller guys aren't going to get much in, but when they do, it's exciting, and you get a glimmer of hope, and yeah.
1: Uh, oh, well, we're we, going to get some funny spots. I can't wait.
2: Oh, Jesus. Uh, hour two, two, get Juventud Guerrero versus Ray Mysterio. It's a solid lucha match. Ray wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get Pat Tanaka versus Prince Ikea for the TV title. Tanaka is still using Goldberg's music. Um, and Ikea retains. Next we get ultimate dragon versus Dean Malenko. Uh, Malenko goes for a handshake, pulls in dragon for the lariat. Very nice. um, Basically, this ends when Malenko just goes full-blown heel. I guess you could say he was kind of a tweener, right, because he was was the Iceman, but he did get a lot of cheers. Uh, But he basically chokes Dragon. Ono gets on the apron to stop him. Malenko clocks him, goes back to choking Dragon and gets disqualified for not breaking the five count. Uh, Yeah, he's just going full heel, talks about Guerrero on the ramp with Gene, says he just doesn't care anymore. He wants his respect, and he wants his title back. So there you go. It's awesome. Oh, and he says something uh, says something to uh, six he's going to pay for the things he said about his deceased father. I forgot to mention that. Some lines you shouldn't cross. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, DDP versus Dave Taylor. Uh, I still don't get Dave Taylor's new outfit. It looks like he's on Safari or something. I just don't get it. Um, he looks D- like Ranger Joe. <laughs> don't put my name on that shit. Uh, DDP <laughs> hits a sweet rack to cutter move. I think EC3 does the same move. I love that move. It's almost like like
1: an F5. F5 into a cutter. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. Looked fucking good. Um, And the thing was, he took his time with it. He got set up, and he did it properly. He didn't rush it. It just looked clean. Looked good. Uh, Macho comes out with spray paint as the outsiders kind of outflank DDP. Macho sneaks in behind and attacks him. Uh, A fan hits the ring. And Scott Hall laid in some shots. Luckily, they got him out of there before Macho could get his hands, because Macho was on his way over there and was not having any of that. Macho was like, "This is what I live for." <laughs> He's waiting for that. <laughs> and this isn't the. Fr- this is like the third time we've seen Scott Hall clip a fan. And man, he don't fuck around either. Man, he goes right for it. It was impressive. Kinda I'll give fun the to dude, be a
1: heel back in the day. You get to clock the shit out of people,
2: right? <laughs> and I get and I give him credit too because the dude stood on his feet for a while. I thought he would have went down, but he stayed on his feet. It was impressive. Um, well, I thought
1: he was asleep while standing. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, man, uh, macho. Uh, both at uh, Super Brawl and on this show has a hard time spray painting NWO on people's backs. It just looks like a bunch of black lines. It's like completely non Uh They didn't <clears> give them <throat>
1: like a cardboard or anything in the back to practice on.
2: Yeah, no, right. Well, you know these guys are all oily, you know. It's, it's just a different medium. Uh, we got another elbow drop from Macho. We head to a break, and uh, they're all in the ring. They bring out Hogan, and they're like we got a present for you, and it's fucking Liz. <laughs> and honestly, this is weird because it's the first time Liz has smiled since being in the NWO. Like she looked legitimate, happily. And the cool thing was, like they didn't play it off. Like, oh, it's your long lost love, it's your ex wife. They they made it kind of goofy, like they were old friends. Like he kind of hugged her and kind of almost gave her a noogie. It was really funny. Uh, I like and that.
1: guess what else it is. In a way, you have the return of the mega powers, and Liz yeah. is there. The band's back together. Yeah. So, yeah, she should be out smiling. It was cool. I liked it. I thought it was – I noticed it, too. I'm like, she's seemed like a captive person all this time, and now she's she's got everybody right there. She's ear-to-ear ear smiling. Thought it was cool. Yeah, the probably. little things.
2: That was yeah, the man. little things that actually worked. Absolutely. That's why we do this. Pay attention to those things we might have missed. Uh, we got another humorous promo for Uncensored. Uh, and then we got our main event, Harlem Heat versus Luger and the Giant for the tag titles. Uh, did you happen to notice that chubby kid with the bowl cut that was on both Super Brawl? Yeah, he was actually, they showed him again. He was on Nitro too. Looks like somebody we know. Um, Bischoff gets on the mic prior to the match starting. Uh, NWO's with him. They, why not? <laughs> I was going to say somebody else, but that was from 20, 30 years ago. So um, hey. you, you know, You know where this is going. You know this is Mm -hmm. going. Those tag belts belong to the Outsiders. You are not authorized to wrestle. You used your cast in the match. Luger says you're going to have to carry him out on a stretcher if you want me to give you these titles, but he has a proposition. He'll hand over the titles. As long as an uncensored, every belt the NWU has will be on the line. WCW versus NWO. Sting comes out, enters the ring, stands in the middle of the ring. Commentary sells that. He stares down Hogan. Hogan hugs him. And he kind of just pivots on one foot so he's more on the NWO side of the ring. And that's how the show ends. Yep.
1: He didn't hug him back. His arms were at his side.
2: Mm-hmm. He,
1: he let Hogan hug him. And, yeah, that pivot. But the pivot was to face the WCW guys. Yep. So it's apparent Sting is now joining the NWO. That's what they're making it look like. So Yep. There you go. Nice little end. Good cliffhanger
2: yeah commentary probably so, one of their
1: best cliffhangers that they've done normally it's just everybody beating the piss out of each other and then it's, we or it's got Hogan to go, flexing. we're token <laughs> yeah, right. flexing yeah exactly all right
2: so uh we get raw it's the manhattan manhattan center it's where raw started it's best a best
1: great... raw to date of us doing this show I feel oh, like it was down. just so much fun
2: well so the, the first match I can't say was really fun but it's it's so goddamn weird seeing Barry Windham with a Black mustache and black hair like that was very weird. Uh, but the reason I say that is because we get the new Blackjacks, which, if you don't know, is Barry Wyndham and Bradshaw. Um, we get Nitro. Which is funny
1: because they don't keep calling him Barry Wyndham. They keep Windham. going, Wyndham, yeah. Wyndham, Wyndham. And I'm like, hey, man, where's Bray coming out? Man, where is Windham? I'm like, every time, every time they keep saying Wyndham, I'm like, so this name has been used. All right. You know,
2: Vince <laughs> likes the one-name guys, you know. So they're taking a prize. Wasn't just Barry. You're Barry. Yeah. Oh, Wyndham's better. Let's be honest. Uh, We get Nitro sucks. Chance Uh, Vince no sells it. Uh, Vince teasing. He has a surprise for later. Uh, Later on, we're gonna get Marlena and Sunny in an arm wrestling match. I can't wait for that. Ooh, that should be the episode logo with honky tonk man in the middle. Get a good grip. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Done. Uh, King mentions ECW about them showing up tonight. Uh, We see Ken fucking Shamrock in the crowd. Um, We we get We Want Sandman Uh, chance. Blackjacks get the three count when Phineas' foot was on the rope, but the ref didn't see it. Um, So the second ref enters, and they argue. Uh, The call stands, so the Godwins dump slop on the ref. And the ref just does the exaggerated slip on the fucking floor thing constantly. Yeah, it was a hoot.
1: Like, everybody slips every time. Has no one ever
2: stepped on anything wet before? Santana was the probably the most exaggerated ever when the uh, orange juice fell from the from yeah, above the true. ring. That, that was probably the worst ever. Um, to the point where Santana's like, yo, stop it. Um, so next, <laughs> the fucking Eliminators hit the ring with Paul E and Holy Lee. Shit, EC Dub Chance. He introduces little Guido from FBI. Um, Paul says, "Hit the hit the music of the opponent," and it's the fucking BWO. So let's let's just lay this out here. In the ring, you have Paulie, you have Saturn, you have John Cronus, you have little Guido, you have Big Stevie Cool, the Blue Guy, Hollywood, and Seven <laughs> Eleven. What a fucking shit show! <laughs> it was as so- I said.
1: Best show to date, <laughs> only because of all this ECW stuff. I was like, wow. And, you know, you want to talk about your back-in-the-day, you know, promotions working with each other. This is a freaking forbidden door. Oh, my God, a whole other promotion just came over here, and they're promoting their own pay-per-view all night. Their own pay-per-view, night.
2: yep, absolutely. So, and, yeah, so
1: But what's great about it is that Paul E. came in and, you know, Look, at him and Jerry work great together. I don't know if there was real hatred at ever in the back in the day or if they were just that great of workers, but, yeah, say whatever the fuck you want about us. Yeah, we're in a bingo hall. Say whatever you want, man. That's fine. We're, we're good with it. Like, they could say all the bad stuff, and they were like, that's fine. We're proud with what we are. I mean, I love, dude, they came to the right place. Coming to this place right here was the, I mean, you were at the mecca of a great ECW-type crowd. Absolutely. They couldn't have done this anywhere else to begin with. It, putting it in the Manhattan Center was, oh God, was so awesome.
2: Oh, yeah. And I love that venue. It's it's perfect. Um, So, yeah. So, we get B- Big Stevie Cool versus Lil Guido. Lawler's calling out the ripoff. Like, well, he shouldn't even be mentioning the ripoff because that's the other side. But that's fine. And then... I caught that, too. He's like, it's a ripoff. I'm like, go on. Let's hear you
1: finish that statement. Don't Yeah,
2: don't acknowledge it, you moron. <laughs> and then... The ECW world champ comes out. It's fucking Raven. And they teased it, man. It was just enough. And when you saw everybody start turning in their heads, man, it was awesome. Uh, Gold, uh, Goldust is backstage cutting a promo on ECW Invading. Basically relates them to B-movies. Cool. Keeping the movie thing going. Uh, he'll be taking on Savio tonight. Uh, they start asking Paul E about Goldust. And he says, you know what? I don't care. Homosexual, bisexual, asexual. If Marlene is part of the package, I'd go home with him.
1: I love that answer.
2: <laughs> oh, I love I love Paul Heyman so much. <laughs> uh Stevie wins with the Stevie kick. Uh we get Sonny Um Big one State. thing I
1: did catch that Vince said. He called him. He called what 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 what's Stevie known as here? Stevie Richards? Uh
2: cool Stevie Richards, is it?
1: Cool Stevie, Big Stevie Richards.
2: Cool. Big Stevie cool.
1: Sorry. You know what Vince called him? Big Daddy Cool? Stevie Ray. Oh. Oh, God. He goes, that's Stevie Ray on the outside. And dangerously goes, uh, that that's Big Stevie Cool. Yeah. And I was like, bro, oh, my God. You can't even cross-promote the right way. Now you're putting in a third promotion. You're talking about Harlem <laughs> Heat's guy, dude. Oh, my God.
2: Caught that. Thought that was tremendous. Oh, my God. Uh, so, next we get Marlena versus Sonny in an arm wrestling match. And Honky Tonk, Man's going to be the uh, the official for the arm wrestling match. Honky gets in the ring and fucking... Whatever, Mike picked this up. Dude, they were having issues all night with the, with the sound and the video. I don't know if it's because the pops were so big or what it was. But <clears throat> somebody, clear as day, as soon as Honky Tonk gets in the ring, You suck! <laughs> <laughs>
3: that,
1: that was... It was like... <laughs> Everybody got silent in the right time or that guy just got picked up the right way because, yeah, yeah right. it got picked up loud.
2: Uh Sunny doing her best Rick Rude impersonation. I'm not even going to say that. She legit did Rick Rude's gimmick. Legit top to oh, bottom.
1: You caught it. Oh, yeah. The This is for all of you overweight yep. sweat hogs all the way down to the hit my hit the music. music.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. Dude. Yeah. She it was t- awesome. Yeah, absolutely. She did it perfect, too. Um, Sonny says she's going to allow Marlena to forfeit because of her injury from uh, China's attack the other China. night. Marlena, oh my God. You don't hear her speak often. She goes, Well, it's good to see you stopped working 42nd long enough to make it tonight.
1: <laughs> nice uh hometown crowd local street pop oh, nice nice yeah. name something that they know yeah. where all the whores work <laughs> i'm sorry what did she say <laughs> where all the
0: whores
2: <laughs> bunch of whores running around <laughs> one time um <laughs> so uh they start uh, getting ready uh, for the match sunny pulls her hand away as honky-tonk's about to say go uh she does that again King says, you know, the grip's really important. And Honky Talks, man, all right, get it in there, grip it good, grip it good. I'm like, dear Lord, they're not even trying. Not even trying to be subtle about it. Um, Marlene is about to win, and Sonny throws the salt or the powder in Marlena's eyes, and nothing ever happens. You hear another fan, You fucking bitch, you fucking bitch. It was insane. You would have thought like that they were at a bar and fighting over a dude or something. This random Even the worse, crowd. you would have
1: thought that this was edited. Again, <laughs> other parts of me going I must have a very awesome version compared to whatever ODM is watching this week. And you're naming all the things that I didn't think made the air. That's awesome. They didn't take everything off of
2: Peacock. Exactly. Uh, We get Savio uh, going after Marlena afterwards, and Goldove makes a save, which is leading right into their match. Um, I do
1: love a good segue like that when you have the one person come out, interfere. Oh, his opponent happens to come out and jump. Well, hey. Hey, ring the bell! Hey, you guys are supposed to wrestle. Since you're here, uh, why don't we start? I always like that; just good time yeah. saver.
2: Uh, this was weird because they had Miguel Perez on commentary. His English was a little broken, yet yeah, you, you could tell he was having a hard time keeping up with the pace. Uh, but he's a uh, he's you know he knows Savio Vega, and he's talking about his betrayal and moving to the Nation of Domination. Um, Nation gets involved for the DQ, but Perez makes the save. So that's all that was. Um, Actually, but- I
1: kind of liked. So first of all. Uh, I can't wait for I forgot Miguel Perez wrestles for W F in this area in this era becomes part of the Los Bariquas all that stuff mm-hmm. and I forgot that when this dude takes his shirt off he's still wearing a Bill Cosby sweater um, I I forgot all about that but when I he was like talking... I feel like we saw him
2: already we saw him already once I think doing we this. may have but yeah um, oh I think wasn't he a part of the Rumble
1: yeah I think so ninety seven Rumble I think something man I just remember the sweater something recent. But yeah, but it's funny because he, um, it, it, like you said, he, he the commentary couldn't really keep up and they're like, he's joining the nation and blah, 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 blah. Like Again, he goes, he's a, he's a bad man, Vince. He just kept calling him a bad man. And I just kept like, he's a bad man. I just thought it was really funny. But the funniest part is that when he goes to make the save, he jumps off the top rope. and Savio just sideswipes it and walks away. I was like they didn't even let him make a good save. Right. He had to flop on his first original save. I just I just thought it was great that even on the first shot, I was like, "Nah, try again." <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Samoa Joe walk away. It was just perfect yeah. how he did it. And I was like, "Is this how he's going to uh, is he going to get his ass kicked here?" Then he made the save with some drop kicks. I just thought it was funny how the first thing he did, he just no connect.
2: Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. Uh so they do a flashback to Tiny Tim and Lawler. They must love that clip because that's like the third or fourth time we've seen it since we've started doing this. Um, Kings at ringside to introduce Shamrock. Yes, yeah, a Dairy
3: Queen! Oh, Jesus.
2: <laughs> Lawler's acting like he knows Ken and trained him, and Ken is doing his worst. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I have it memorized. I had this
1: written down. Hang uh, on. Go Ready? For Ready?
2: It. Go
1: ahead. Do, do some a lawler's part. Just say anything, like the, you trained me, blah, 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 right? But well, why, whatever, why go you, ahead. Why
2: don't you tell them about all those times that we were in the gym and I, and I gave you all these moves. I showed you all the moves how to use on these people. I uh,
1: I, I I don't know you. <laughs> Wait, Go ahead. What was the next one?
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, what are you talking about? You know, all those moves, all those submission moves that you used, I showed on the, on the young guys. Uh, it, you, you're lying. Go ahead. Give me one more. But, but but what about all those times that we hung out? Oh, remember the story when we went uh, when we went out and saw all those girls. I I don't know you. You're lying. So he basically <laughs>
1: took the first sentence, the second <laughs> sentence, and then made a third sentence out of both the first two sentences. I was like, did he write this shit down on his palm too? It was just really funny. He goes, I don't know you. Second one, you're lying. I don't know you. You're lying. I go, oh. My God! And I go to Vince. He went, big guy, can fight, can kind of speak. Let's sign him.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was something else. Uh, and then it was, it was horrendous
1: to watch, man. For me, saying this is one of my favorite episodes. Maybe it's because I found that part so comical. Because of the, him repeating the thing and just doing the stutter and everything, the, huh, I, I don't know you. Huh. It was just, it was horrible.
2: Oh, and my God. King, and then King walks away, and he's looking at Sham, Shamrock's looking at other people in the crowd going, I don't know him. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Way to keep selling. Yeah, yeah you got to keep selling, man. Uh, we got a promo for the Slammy Awards, which we'll be watching soon. Oh, and listen, let's, so- let, let's go ahead.
1: Are you going to talk about the Slammy Award that they're talking about, or are you just going to move right
2: on? Oh, I was going to loop back, but let's talk about the Slammy Awards.
1: Well, no, I meant this exact award that they're talking about. It's the one, two, he's got him award. First is like, I, I, like I, I don't even remember anybody other than the last one, okay? I'm going to repeat the category. One, two, he's got him award. Stone Cold Stunner, Tombstone, Psycho Sid's Power Bomb, Bret Hart's Sharpshooter.
2: <laughs> okay, do you so count one, two? I, yeah. He's got him on that. I just stared <laughs> at it. I go,
1: I think I would change the name of the category. Is all I'm yeah. just trying to say. Say finishing move, but they go one, two. He's got him. I go. One of these things are not like the other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good catch. I did not even catch that. I obviously just blew past that once I saw the promo. Um, next, we got a Buffalo boy. Mikey fucking Whipwreck mm-hmm. uh, versus Taz. I, I do like the how he comes out like a boxer with his team. What I was not a fan of was Bill Alfonso and that goddamn whistle.
1: Oh, then you definitely don't like... Uh, 96, 97, 98, uh, ECW, because that was at least a good 10 minutes of every episode. Um, Fucking hell. I never saw hook in his father until watching him on raw, mm-hmm. the way he came in the no sell, the no give a shit attitude, win and leave. I go, Oh my God. Now I get it. I get hook. I'm finally there. Like, just I had to go back and see old school, real young Taz. I think I only remembered a watered down version of Taz, so it, it was really cool. But this is also where, uh, right before Whipwreck was introduced, this is where uh, Paul Lee is sitting on the guardrail. Man, is this is this show sucked without ECW or what? <laughs> I can't yeah, believe Vince really let him come in and just do whatever
2: he wanted to like that. Not well, whatever.
1: I'm sure there was limitations, but still. Yeah, yeah. You well, can come in and say our show sucks.
2: Uh, what? I mean, ECW kind of became like a farm system for WWE at that point. So I think that was probably part of the agreement. And it gives ECW more cred.
1: You know, I was going to mention that earlier when we talked about the uh, you and I. Oh, shit. That was air. Uh All right. Real quick. NFL and XFL apparently are going to start working together with each other. I thought maybe it would be a farm system. Uh, do you want to tell everybody what you told me? <laughs> that made me nearly piss my I pants. I saw
2: a meme, so I told him, and unfortunately, we weren't recording at the time. But I said, uh, "I said, oh yeah, 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 I heard about it. Yeah, basically, uh, the XFL champion is going to take on the worst team in the NFL, uh, and whoever wins will go into the NFL, and the other team goes to XFL." He's like, and I wait. stood
1: there silent for a good second.
2: Wait, for real?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. now that one got me. Um, but that being said, I was thinking maybe that would be a farm system thing like that, yeah, you know, maybe using him that way. But no, you're right. ECW is the farm system. What's great is about someone who's on some of the shows at this time or in the same arena is Leaf Cassidy, right? You've been seeing him seeing him there. I wonder if maybe this is one of the times maybe he met Paul and had a conversation because we know he's going to be al snow very very soon he's not staying yep. as leaf cassidy so i i just wonder if that's where the kickstarter ever you know got going with them it's just i think this is it was a win for everybody your, your guys who are wwf backstage who are on tv come over here i'll let you I'll, I'll put you in the in philadelphia on barely legal i just i think it's a really it was great to see two companies coming together during this we're never going to see anything like this again, unless this is what's happening with Cody and Tony and Vince. Doubt. Yeah, it, but Just saying.
2: We'll yeah. Doubted it as well. Um, Could
1: you imagine on raw tonight? Cody is on, uh, you know, okay, fab when we're recording. Hey pal. All of a sudden, it comes <laughs> back. He's sitting on the, the guard man, has this show sucked without AEW or <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Oh, uh, and it'd be 25 years to the day too. Almost. Wow. There you go. Uh, Speaking of Paulie, he cuts a promo on King during commentary, and their back and forth is just amazing, the way they talk shit. And we get more of it. Um, Fans get distracted because they're watching Sabu almost killing himself. Um, And then Whipwreck and Sabu almost die. Uh, Taz tries suplexing Whipwreck over the top. They botch it. He finally goes over, and as he's going down, Sabu hits a neckbreaker on him. It was fucking nasty and botchy.
1: That flip over the top rope, I'm betting you when Vince saw that, he's like, and that's why they don't work in this company. Because it was a <laughs> shitty botched throw over the top rope. Um, was the R sign that Sabu nearly died off of, was that like just put up with like a, it, like that was cardboard and they just had one plank of a wood like holding yeah, it, it was up? Like, because what know, the heck? Like that a, thing, it, was like it had ornament. very little, <laughs> yeah, very little support on that thing. Because I was like, no one tested this ahead of time. He just looked and goes, yeah, I'm scaling the yard tonight. That's it. That was it? Like, you didn't really look into it?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was nasty. Uh, but, yeah, Taz wins by submission. It's pretty cool. Uh, we got our huge surprise next, and it's the Headbangers versus the fucking Legion of Doom. Um, We get, you know, I, I, I'm not calling it the Legion of Doom pop. It's the Road Warrior pop. Uh, that's it's what we what got. it was. Yep. In a small spot, it was really cool. Uh, more Nitro sucks chants. King says, what are they chanting? And Vince just laughs it off. Um, Vince says, "We don't, well, there's no censorship here in the WWF. Bring your signs, whatever they have to say. I'm like, man, kind of funny, don't you think? <laughs> Let me tell you about
1: a story called Night of Champions <laughs> 2011, Vince.
2: <laughs> I'm calling bullshit well, that on being being one, said, though, <laughs> that said, though,
1: That being said, though, that's probably why we all of a sudden began to see a turn of signs all of a sudden, too, because he was... Telling people to bring them, I don't actually remember him saying "bring your signs." I thought that was kind of cool. I, I, I to I catch think that by, as well.
2: I think by the end of the year, the crowd's going to be nothing but signs. Ninety-seven. I remember a time
1: when you barely saw the people; all you saw were signs. Yep. And it, you you could try your hardest to find your way on TV, but you had to have the right kind of bright colored sign or something. Because if not, you just blended in with every other sign. It was. It was cool to see, but also... Actually, but back then you could also blend in some really cool stuff. Like, bad shit. Like, Triple H uses tampons.
2: And they were like, I didn't see it, man. There were so many
1: other things I had to take there down. Were, like- there were. Yeah,
2: there were a ton of them. Um, yeah, so, man, it, it was, a weird, that was a weird match. It ended up in a double count-out. But they still hit the Doomsday device, so there was that. Um, oh, my God. Next, there was a video package for Shawn Michaels. With that weak-ass music again. And all I wrote was Vince
1: really
2: really does have a crush on him. And God, this is terrible. So I skipped ahead. Next, we get Devon Deadly versus Tommy Dreamer with Beulah. Um, (laughs) What ECW, one of the things they're famous for is Dreamer, one point they're on the floor Dreamer just goes to the crowd who starts handing him random things to use as weapons. Uh, Vince said one of them was a bell. It looked like a pot to me, like a kitchen pot that just broke when he hit him with it. I don't know what the fuck it was. Then it came. Yeah, way to
1: plant stuff, dude. Because people know, just
2: right? knew to bring all this stuff. Exactly.
1: i surprised fans didn't start bringing shit to shows after that.
2: Well, I saw it last week. You <laughs> let him bring a pan <laughs> to the ring. <laughs> Lawler starts shitting all over ECW. Calls it extremely crappy wrestling. They go back and forth again. Uh, things got kind of nuts here. Uh, Dreamer gets a chair. Manager interferes. Uh, I don't know who Devon's manager was. Not familiar with the dude. He almost looked I like I forgot a his ju- name off top he, looked my head, like hate- he looked like Kmart. Pa- he looked like Kmart. Paul Heyman is what he looked like. Pretty Ooh. much. Um, Not far off. So- yeah, so the manager he interferes, uh, goes after Beulah. Devon uses her as a shield uh, when Dreamer gets the chair. Uh, Beulah nutshots Devon. Uh, Dreamer hits a DDT to the chair, gets the win, uh, and then Bubba Ray and Sandman hit the ring. Um, but they, it's weird because it's like they hit the ring together, but they weren't together. Um, but fucking, just seeing Sandman smash himself in the head with the beer can and just go nuts. Uh, It was fucking awesome. Uh, And then Paulie and Lawler start going after it. They like Paulie walks off and he comes back, tries to lunge at him. And there's a big fucking pull apart. And listen, puppies aside, Lawler's great. It was just cool to see them work together.
1: This is him in one of my favorite uh, prime moments of him, of him just hating ECW. I forgot how awesome this era is. And that's why I told you, uh, last week we're adding in a couple of things especially him going over to ECW during a pay-per-view it's not this one coming up but soon right. so it's just I, I love all this stuff
2: uh, let's see next we get uh, JR recapping Hitman and Sid uh, their match from Raw uh, JR is not in uh, his father passed away so he's not there so now we got Todd Pettengill with Shamrock uh, so he can do conduct a proper interview which really wasn't much introduces his wife who has laryngitis uh, and his dad. Uh asks uh Petengale asks him uh who do you think's gonna win Taker? Or Sid. Shamrock picks Taker. Uh but says Brett Austin, you know, that one's a toss toss up. Hard for him to pick somebody. Uh so we get our main event, we get Farouk versus uh Taker. Uh Farouk actually stares down Shamrock and says, Yeah, what's that? You fighting at what's that what the the F C, the F U? what's what, what's that? Where 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 you fight at? It was pretty I love cool. that he totally
1: did that, like, it, like, just like that. With the ultimate fight, the, FU, the, the, <laughs> the ultimate, what is it? What is it? I don't even care what it is. I was like, that's fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> and he says, you know, says, you can step in that ring if you think you're a real man. And fucking Shamrock says something to the effect of, a man stands on his own two feet, and you have two left feet. I'm sorry, what? And I don't know you, and you're lying. <laughs> and you're lying, and I don't know you. Yeah. Uh nation inter Yeah, Nation Interferes DQ and LOD hit the ring to clean house and that's how we go off. So man, LOD and Taker. Man, what a combo that would have been. Right? It's Ooh. a lot of Hey,
1: we got we got time. You never know what's gonna happen. We got a lot of good things that are gonna happen. Now I am officially extremely excited that we're in the exact era. I've said it a billion times. It's my favorite era of all time, man. Ninety seven WWF Precursor
2: to the attitude error. It's
1: that yep. precursor. It- that's where it's at in precursor meaning like if it didn't happen yes i don't think attitude era would have happened the way it nope. does so nope, definitely, you know we're just uh a couple of weeks away from wrestlemania we have yeah. another uh we have uncensored coming up We got a lot of a lot of good stuff but not only do we talk top of wrestling we also like to talk the top of movies <laughs> You just did some weird dance over there, and I have no idea what it is, but hopefully no, it has to just, deal with the movie we're about to talk about. Uh,
2: uh, uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with that.
1: <laughs> I saw you do, like, a little wiggle dance. I was like, okay.
2: I got confused um, for a second looking at the notes, man. Chicken nuggets, bro.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I'm, I'm with you. So, chicken nuggets and cheese. Speaking of chicken nuggets, um, it helps if you're going to watch this movie, but if you want to really pay attention, maybe not. There's a lot of... God, this is such a good movie. All right. If you know that there's a movie you're going to really need to pay attention to because of just how things are set up and the twists and turns. You could do no wrong with a good Quentin Tarantino movie. I was recent, uh, recently introduced to one of his movies that I had never watched. And I, I, you know, kind of prided myself on seeing all of his movies, but this one kind of flew under the radar. It's a Kurt Russell movie. Um, It, it it's called Death Proof, and it is, it, Wait, I want to remember, it's something, uh, Grindhouse, Death Proof, right? I believe that's the exact title name to it.
2: Yeah, so Grindhouse was a couple movies. I think it was Robert Rodriguez did the other one. It was called Planet Terror, and yep. uh, I can't remember the chick's name that was in it, but basically her leg is a machine gun.
1: Yes. Um. In this one, so you got some... Ladies that are what would appear to be, it. what's great, all right, that you have, it's like, an, it looks all 70s-like, right. so you assume it's that. Cars, too. But then everybody's got a cell phone, so you're like, never mind, it's not 70s. <laughs> he, it's just how he shoots it. But what, what I appreciate about this movie is there are some skips that you're like, what the fuck is wrong with my version of this? Is there something wrong with this? He purposely puts weird skips in there or like cutouts and, or like repeats of lines looking like it was some shitty editing done, which makes it look like some old school 70s movies. And I oh, like Brian it. Like, yeah. yeah. And this has uh, someone we've mentioned on here before uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, Kurt Russell. You have, oh man, it couple other ladies that are in this that i can't remember right now off the top of my head um a lot of things happened that i did not anticipate all right i didn't think this movie was gonna take the twists and turns that it did um no pun intended but it's what i like about his movies is sometimes he likes to have a perfect little set in the middle and then we're gonna start the whole movie over and uh change everything up and then it's exactly what he does his movies in two parts and yep you win some, you lose some. Basically, is how you could kind of look at it in the, in this movie. And sometimes you fuck with certain people you shouldn't fuck with. And I did not anticipate. I'm not even gonna give away. I am not. I did not anticipate anything of how the movie ended. I was like, oh, okay, all right, all right. I'm on board. Good movie. Really, really. Uh, the cinema. The, what the that he does the, yeah, cinematography effects that he that he has with it um the music come on man i mean yeah. you got some uh oh my god what is that the he wears a red bandana plays the blues piano in a honky tonk down in mexico when she's doing the lap dance to him that's a great uh. old school jam um some i uh, what's the other one i uh, Man, the one where she's like flipping her hair around—it's some good jams in the whole movie, man. Like some Tarantino thinks when he puts a soundtrack to a movie, and I, I just got think this
2: soundtracks, yeah. is yeah,
1: yeah, and it's kind of like what we talked about two weeks ago was the Departed. You know, I talk about movies that you know it's a Scorsese, so you had to make sure that you had Rolling Stones. Um, Rob Zombie makes sure he has to have his wife. And then when you have Quentin Tarantino, you just have a really good soundtrack and some really crazy shit. And if someone's going to die, he's going to put the right amount, if not an extraordinary amount of blood in there for you, too, to make sure you got the picture. Um, I'll just say, keep your legs inside of the vehicle when you're driving. That's all I'll say. Keep your <laughs> arms and legs inside the vehicle when you're driving. What else yeah. can you can you really say about this movie Death proof? What do you anything you want to bring to the table? I haven't already yeah. said.
2: Yeah, I mean it's definitely in that old grind house thing. I mean they, they showed it in the the theaters, both movies together. It's supposed to be you know like one of those shitty 70 horror movies, uh, B movies basically, you know So you know they took that approach with it. Um, it was definitely a weird one because like you said, there was I, I'd say the first third of the movie, the first act is basically its own story to introduce you to Kurt Russell. And then the exactly. last two, and then the last two thirds is another story involving Kurt Russell. That slightly relates to the first one, um, but but that that middle act is you just getting to know the other. I mean, I guess the protagonists, um, including Rosario Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson, whatever however the fuck you say that chick's name, um, Desario Rawson. Yes, very good. Thank you. Um, so. It, it lagged a little bit in the middle for me, uh, but the end, mm-hmm. the end made up for any increased heart rate that you could think of. Um, so, one of them, uh, the one that ends up on top of the car, is yep. a legit uh, reputable Hollywood stunt person.
1: Had to look into that, and she's playing herself in the movie because yep. that's exactly. what the credits said. And I go, Wait, what? Yep. And come to find out, yeah. And. Oh my God, that whole thing. You want to talk about, you're like, you think that entire moment though, you're like, I don't want to give anything away, but you're like, I think I know the obvious of what's going to happen Mm. and things don't. And it's, oh God, it's just such a fucking cool, like as soon as it was over, my adrenaline was running and I go, oh, what a satisfying ending (laughs) to a movie. I was not ready for that. I was not ready for that satisfying ending. So it, it, oh, you go ahead. Yeah.
2: I was just going to say, in traditional Tarantino's style, he gets his foot fetish in. Because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this or if you've ever noticed this, but he has an extreme obsession with women's feet. Uh, I, Pulp Fiction. I did
1: not, but now I feel like i got to go back and watch, like, Jackie Brown and all that stuff. <laughs> well,
2: well, Pulp Fiction, right? Uh, yep. Oh, Uma yeah, Thurman yeah. comes in, she's got the bare feet, and they when you first meet Uma, or, you know... Uh, Wallace, Mia Wallace. Right. you All you see is her feet, bare feet. Uh, next, you have Jackie Brown, uh, Samuel Jackson's girl, the white girl, uh, Arquette. Yep. She's painting her toenails at one point. She's always barefoot. That's the whole movie.
1: Nero just shoots her in the middle of the <laughs> parking lot. She actually, leaves yeah. her. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> terrible. Jamie, what do you mean you shot her? And I <laughs> shot her.
2: <laughs> um. What's next? Kill Bill. There's the scene where she's laying in the back of the car after she escapes the hospital telling her yeah. big toe to move. Um Inglorious Bastards, if the shoe fits, you must wear it. So what do you got for reservoir dogs? Reservoir dogs. There weren't actually any women in there except for the biggest the and... It's like
1: pain. You <laughs> pump the foot, you kick her in the All right. That's, hey that's, man, that's, that's another great movie of the week from us. <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ. But anyway, you get the foot fetters. There you go. That's my point. I got to say, nothing
1: will ever top you doing Savage, doing Tarantino, (laughs) talking about like a virgin. (laughs) Hence, like a virgin. (laughs) Hey, next week, we have a top topic that is going to be here and ready for you. Rest in peace. It's the era that is gone but never forgotten. We're going to talk the best of NXT from 2013 to 2021 because whatever's going on now, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Um, I think it's going to be more of a free-for-all. There's not really going to be a a countdown or anything we need to talk. We're just going to talk the best of. We're going to come with our notes and come ready to roll. A couple of weeks after that, we'll be getting into WrestleMania season and talking about the best of WrestleMania with the main events and some of our favorite moments. But next week we will be back with some more AEW with some more, maybe WWE. If Cody shows up at some point, or maybe as I said, it's all the work. Like I've been saying, Ray ain't coming home. <laughs> hope to see here. Well, hope to see hear from you guys next week. At some point, remember share this episode, share our post. If you're seeing a picture of Sonny and Marlena right now arm wrestling, that's what you're going to want to share. Share that post because then you are entered to win that shirt. That's right. That nice extra medium shirt that says top of wrestling podcast. I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. I'll be back next week as always with our co-host ODM who loves to leave us with just four words.
2: Hey, Mark. (laughs) Ben Balls. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: top
3: the Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by
1: Good wrestling day to you. It is Wednesday Oh fuck, I messed that up.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I tried. Good wrestling I tried. day. I-
2: Ahoy my boy! You look like you're ready for a scotch dad. <laughs>
1: uh, Jesus Christ. Ready to Oh okay. Wow, that wasn't that wasn't good. All right, take two.